so yeah, we're we're day four of being snowed in. Uh-huh. We got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off of school. Yeah, that was really nice. The school district we worked in shut down because of snow. Um, and didn't make us do virtual days. And didn't make us do virtual days. So we uh, we got some days off. Um, there's still snow on the ground, though it is mostly melted at this point. Mm-hmm. And our guest, our wonderful guest, is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Um, it's it's just it's funny for me to think about the dichotomy of like uh-huh. we've been snowed in for four days, Maui. And I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today was like 45 degrees. Yeah, it warmed up. I mean it was it was melting a lot. Yeah. But even if it was a normal, like you weren't in Hawaii, you're still like in LA, <laughs> which is still that's true. Very much not like snow place is there like what is the weather like in hawaii describe it to us so yeah it's funny i'm i'm here with a few friends and um a couple of them are arriving in a few days and somebody sent me a screenshot of the current weather like for the week that we'll all be here together and it was literally just a sun each day and it said like 83 every day with like a low of 73 (laughs) and so it's super consistent and super perfect um i can't deny that um but with that being said like today it's been really really windy so i didn't go to the beach or anything because there would just be sand in your face the whole time so you know it's pretty great but uh (laughs) it could it could be better you know it could be better. I don't want to brag too much. <laughs> I have lived all over the country, but all in like the middle strip from Texas to Montana. Mm-hmm. And it is literally the worst weather. Like there's no such thing as consistency in that no. strip. I have never known what it's like to like, oh yeah, I can count on the weather. No, definitely not. Thunderstorms, tornadoes. Yeah, tornadoes in like October. Yeah, blizzards. That's been my whole life. Yeah, I grew up in Seattle and Seattle was very similar in the sense where you could get every type of weather, but all in the span of a single day. Mm-hmm. So it could be like perfectly sunny, then a, a, a rain and thunderstorm, maybe some snow, and then really sunny again later. You never knew. Well, literally two days before the Arctic freeze here, that's what they called it, the like Arctic wind that came in that brought all the snow, it was 70 degrees oh, wow. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So on all, everybody's phones, it said like 70, 72 winter weather advisory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. The National Weather Service has issued a winter weather advisory in your area. It's like, this is it's beautiful outside. <laughs> if this is a winter weather advisory, sign me up. <laughs> so it was, it's yeah, just not been bad. Uh, well, I hope you guys are enjoying the snow a little bit. Maybe not the cold, but the snow can be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had fun with my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the kids have fun. Stuff like that. I was mostly snowed in alone, so I didn't have as much fun. But oh, it was it was fun. I played video games, which I haven't done in a while. Like, like really done in a while. Yeah, it was um, like um, the weather deciding to give you some much needed alone time, maybe. It's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> so sounds nice yeah Yeah, sometimes sometimes you need to spend time you know by yourself and and like your own company (laughs) (laughs) that was just that was just the weather helping you out
witchcraft for dum-dums. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Hey, Chance. Hey, Cameron. How are you? I'm doing all right. As we already said, been snowed in, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. Just have a few days off of work. I Yeah, it was it was nice to have a few days off of work. I'm glad those snow days were built in, so we mm-hmm. don't have to like miss any of spring break. Uh-huh. Tack them on at the end. Yeah. No, thank you. So uh, if you are new to the podcast, Cameron and I both work for a school district. So um, we're contracted for a certain amount of days. Just the way it works. Yes. But we're not here alone. Nope. And you've already heard her in the intro, but we got to sing her in, mm-hmm. in, in our way. Yeah, so Cameron. The way that we do it. So here she is. It's Lainey Christensen. Because it's Lainey Christensen. Lainey Christensen. Coming on our show. Boy meets world fever. It's what she's doing. It's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me. Because it's Lainey Christensen. Yay. I forgot the name of our show. Apparently. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love I again, love the singing like, No, it's no, good. <laughs> okay. It's we'll the go character. It. Yeah. It's yeah. people yeah. come for, you know. A little spice. Hello, Lainey. Hi guys. How's it going? It is well. And yourself? I am good. I'm good. I am here in Hawaii enjoying um a little R and R. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. Uh I've never been. I've never been to Hawaii. Either. Never? Never have I ever. No. Where so where do you guys go? Because I've heard depending on where you live in the country, people have different kind of vacation destinations. So like where you guys are, where do people usually go if they want to take like a sunny trip? I mean, sometimes people, yeah, might go to like the Gulf, um, Gulf of Mexico. Um, I know my wife's family, like she always grew up going to the lake. And so that's what we do now. Like her aunt has a lake house at, at a lake here in Oklahoma. Which is much more exciting than it sounds. Yeah, big, um, big really big lake. And so we we go there every summer, maybe a couple times. Nice. I have always awesome. been too poor to take vacations, um, but I know a lot of people go to the uh, Gulf Shores in Alabama, Alabama, um, Galveston, Texas. A lot of people a, go to Florida too. From here? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Padre is not unpopular. Mm-hmm where we're at it's not that far of a drive no yeah so, i mean no, um, you could drive across all of texas but. yeah i mean that's pretty big <laughs> that's true oh, gosh yeah that is that would be a drive but um yeah west coast people definitely most of the time some people do go to mexico um, but a lot of people will go to hawaii and um yeah as far as like cost lucked out super super good on this trip staying with um at like a friend's house I got my ticket round trip, two hundred dollars. I was like, uh, "This a little more I than know. twelve dollars." The Corey pays in this trip. <laughs> I know. So I good. Never... I mean, inflation. It was You're right. 90s, yeah. You know, it was the late nineties. Maybe his ticket by now would, you know, maybe he would still luck out with like one hundred seventeen or something. So I still overpaid, but <laughs> That's true. a little, just a little. You you got a round trip to Hawaii for two hundred dollars. I did. I was stoked. Yeah. So uh, it was like a group of friends from college and we were all talking about wanting to go on a trip together. And we were like, well, why don't we just look? And I was like, okay, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> the <laughs> tickets are cheap. Everyone was like, sold. Let's do it. If only. You got to. It's so hard as adults to coordinate trips with like big groups of people. So even a few people did 
end up dropping out of the trip, but there's still a pretty big group of us that's coming, but man, yeah, we, and I think probably one of the reasons why I was able to get a ticket so cheap was I booked it like six, seven months ago. Nice. So we, we had to plan in advance to get everybody mm-hmm. here, get the babies watched by grandparents or nannies, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, everybody, everybody had stuff to kind of coordinate. So, uh, so we made it work, but yeah, a lot of work uh, as adults. It sounds like a dream. Maybe someday. It is different when we were younger, like 21 and you were like, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> just like on a drop. Everyone just was like, okay, can't do that yeah. anymore. We we got responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> no. I hate it. No, they're fine. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> I would not want to go back to any other point in my life. I mean, I had a lot of fun in college and it, I did enjoy that freedom of like, hey, let's just, we have a three-day weekend. Let's go to Chicago. We're going to spend more time driving than we spend, than in, you spend in Chicago, but, <laughs> but it was fun. Right. We have the story. Yeah, I definitely had a lot of fun, but I agree. Now's the best time. I really love aging. <laughs> I actually, I know that's an odd thing to say as a woman, but I actually love aging and I feel like every year gets better. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm much happier. Every yeah. year. Every year is better. I agree. Yeah, I'm really aging into my curmudgeonly <laughs> attitude. So it's perfect. Your curmudgeonly attitude. When you start looking at kids on a corner, like those darn kids, what are they up to? Yeah. <laughs> He's really concerned about his lawn these days. <laughs> I am a little bit. It's kind of fun. It, it is kind of fun, though. Like when we first moved into our house, the, like the backyard in particular was really bad. Like just not very good grass. And over the five years we've lived here, we've kind of shaped it, just made it good. And it's very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. In the little complex I, I live in, um, yeah, in the little complex I live in, everybody has like, their own little kind of backyard. And I see most of my neighbors have like landscapers come. And I just don't understand it because I actually enjoy doing it. But yeah, every spring I like, I'm like, okay, how am I going to update the landscaping or buy some new succulents or something to put in there? It's oh, fun to take funny. pride pride in your home. It's true. But yeah, that does make us sound old. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we're both 33. You just had a birthday and you turned. I did. I just turned 32. Okay. Look at us. <laughs> Early 30s crew. Early yeah. 30s. Just living it up. <laughs> when do we get to be mid-30s? Is it next year? 33 might be mid. Oh. <laughs> I think 34. 34 to 36. Yeah. Maybe 37. Let's go with that. Yeah. My girlfriend is 18 months older than me. And she was like, do I turn 34 or 35 this year? I'm like, well, I just turned 33. And you're eight <laughs> months older than me. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> She's like, 35 just sounds so much older than 34. <laughs> I don't know. I, I forget what day it is and how old I am all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Just today, just today I looked at my phone and I, cause I just wanted to look at what the date was and it was like the fifth Saturday. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Saturday. <laughs> I was like, I don't have any plans. Like we're just chilling. Uh Oh, did you guys hear that? What? No. Okay, good. I'm glad it didn't come through on your end. Um, Was there a gunshot? What happened? No, sorry. Uh, Text messages on my laptop. Uh, It's like, ding. I was like, oh gosh. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. All right. But you are coming on for your second episode. How's life been since uh, you watched Topanga cut her hair? Uh, When? Okay, so how long ago was that that we recorded that? 
Was it over a year? It wasn't over a year. It would have been in last summer. Yeah. Sometime. Was Maybe it six months? months. Let me look. I feel I feel like it I feel like it was uh, about this time last year. Yeah, I can't remember though. It takes us but, um, we go through about two seasons a year. Gotcha. So came out in June. Oh, really? Oh, this year. Well, all right, never mind. Yeah. It was like <laughs> late May, early June. So okay. eight months ago. Gotcha. Okay. So um checks out. Gosh, what has, what has happened in a year? I feel like a lot has happened in a year. Um, some of the biggest changes. Well, we were first of all, we first met through TikTok mm-hmm. originally, um, and I have spent a lot of time in the past year um, growing my TikTok content and the stuff that I'm doing there, as well as now working with Instagram and doing Reels. Um, and, uh, kind of dabbling more with, uh, brands and things like that. But the big thing was, is, um, I really loved being a content creator, but it definitely has become more time consuming. Mm -hmm. So this past month, I finally made the choice to leave corporate America for good. And I'm just going to focus solely on being a content creator and still a filmmaker, And so, um, at the end of the day, I'll always be a filmmaker first, but content creating is a really amazing way to connect with, you know, the audience and also get feedbacks right away. Cause I do comedy mostly. And that's, it's such a fantastic way to hear back from, you know, the people that follow you on what jokes they like, what works, what doesn't work, what they think is controversial, what is going to start a conversation among people. Um, so I think it's actually helping me become a better screenwriter and in turn a better filmmaker. So to me, being a filmmaker and a content creator have really now become very hand in hand. And, um, I'm just really looking forward to focusing on that over the next year and getting to grow the audience and getting to make some more movies and stuff. So I finally have a feature film that's uh, a script in development with a big studio, uh, which right. is super exciting. Yeah. And um, yeah, so 2022 is going to be a bigger year of a lot of changes and growth because it literally started out like the first week of the year, uh, you know, deciding to finally, uh, finally end being a, a corporate video producer, which was kind of my day job. Uh, okay. in the well, don't forget about us when you're like super famous. <laughs> I'm like, no, stop. No, I will. Oh, I will come on your podcast any day. You guys are the first podcast interview I ever did. So we're homies right, for life it. now. Yep. We, we're good friends for life. We're I'm not saying that we're the reason you're <laughs> becoming so successful, I mean... but... The, the, the timeline really is in our favor for that. So it is. It is. Uh, yeah. It's true. I'm I'm fascinated. That, well, we won't talk about this too much because we have an episode to get to. <laughs> but I really am fascinated by like the creator space. Um, I I am terrified of it, but I'm also fascinated. Like, I don't know if you were aware of it, but like earlier last month, like kind of mid last month, the whole like council of men thing on TikTok that like consumed the whole world. Did you, did yeah. You, did you see that? <laughs> And I was just like, how is this a thing? Like, how are these people who are having an imaginary beef on TikTok, like, consuming everything? Like, there were people on news, like, actual national news taking sides. 
it's it's insane how much TikTok is influencing the culture nowadays. So much stuff derives directly from TikTok. I mean, Couch Guy, did you hear about that? I guess not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, there's all these things. So like Couch Guy, for instance, I'll just tell it really quickly, was about, it's a simple video of a girl who shows up to visit her boyfriend at college. And when she walks in, he looks kind of shocked and he's sitting next to, to two girls. And TikTok went crazy thinking that he was cheating with the one oh girls God, and what was in his pocket okay so yeah so you have heard of yeah, it yeah yeah the, the, Couch guy. people were like analyzing it and being like it couldn't have oh, been this really? because of yeah it was so wild and of course at the end of the day the girl the girl who comes in she just comes on she's like his friends helped me coordinate this they knew i was coming the girl the girls knew i was coming like nothing weird was happening <laughs> but just from this one video and it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I saw, you know, like the morning shows on, on you know, basic TV that they were analyzing Couch Guy. And I was just like, yeah, wow. Notice the way so... his hand is placed in his pockets. Like, yes. Oh, my or gosh. Or yeah. is it West Elm, Caleb? Is yes. Right now? <laughs> yes, West Elm, It was just like, some, was it, it was on TikTok, right? Like yeah. This woman was talking about this, like, bad relationship she had with this guy. And then other women were, like, hearing about it. And they were like, hold on. I think I like went on a date with him too. Yeah. The things you're saying. And then like they built this profile of who he was and it was like, and I feel bad. He is a real, yeah, he's a real guy and he's like completely wiped himself from the internet and good for him because at the end of the day, he's a private person. And, you know, so far no one's accused him of anything that's criminal, (laughs) but like, yeah, there was this guy named Caleb who supposedly worked at West Elm and that was like enough factual evidence about him and then how he was on oh and he would build playlists like spotify playlists for girls and so like that's not a lot of information but it's enough information that all these other girls who live in new york started being like yeah i went on a date with him too yeah i did i did and we're talking like lots of girls and some of them were like you know had pretty big followings or things like that and it just exploded and so now it's not even about this guy, Caleb, who works at West Sound, now he's just a stereotype of like a, like a dingy guy who goes on, you know, he's serial dates and he kind of love bombs you, like makes you a playlist and says all this nice stuff. And then he goes to, oh, and so now West Elm Caleb will live forever as that stereotype. Mm-hmm. He's such a West Elm Caleb. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. More of a Wayfair Jeremy myself. Wayfair Jeremy. We should, um, uh, who, who's in Boy Meets World is the West Elm Caleb. Uh, I mean, I feel like Sean is uh-huh. for most of the series. <laughs> he like <laughs> he's like bounces. Yeah, yeah bounces from girl, girl to, girl. to girl. He would be um yeah, if he moved to New York City, maybe he would become West Elm Caleb. West Elm Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, TikTok. It, it's uh it TikTok's everywhere. And and, I, and people still will say they don't watch TikTok and then they'll tell me stuff about TikTok and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. I see I don't like I have it on my phone, but I like never watch videos. Yeah, I send stuff to it. them occasionally. Um, but yeah, it's just like in it's part of the general cultural discussion. Yeah, you didn't you didn't hear about the Council of Men and the uh-uh. Rogue thing? I hope it, I avoided that one. It was literally the only thing that was on my TikTok for days, like days, and it was all like this guy. He makes TikToks of him fake ironing like he's just got an iron in the air and when he sees like men do good things he's like send them an invitation to the cookout 
<laughs> like, and he talks about like the council approves of this, and like at the end, he always sends him an invitation to the cookout. But then another kind of big creator, not like huge, but kind of a big creator, was like, "I'm going to expose the secrets of men." And he start and he like said one, and then the other guy responded like, "We disapprove of the council's secrets getting out." <laughs> and it started this whole thing. Like people were taking sides. The women of TikTok developed a sisterhood of TikTok. Like sportscasters were saying like at the end of their things like because it was either the rogue or the council. They were saying like, and I'm for the council or and for the road. Like you can, <laughs> you can find like sportscasters on oh, ESPN dear. saying this. And it's like, it was just this whole thing. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like everyone is living in this fiction of like. Mm-hmm. Have you um, seen, I mean, I do feel like this is a little bit related topic to what the episode is going to, the episode we're going to talk about is about, but um, just on like how men and women are so different and kind of conspire maybe against each other in certain ways. But um, have you seen, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name, but Drew um, Afuelo, Afuelo? Um, she's got like millions, I want to say like two, three million followers now. And she just started like a few months ago, but she basically roasts men's TikToks that are like really toxic or some of them are downright dangerous advice, like, and can contribute to, you know, men doing criminal acts against women and things like that. And she's become so popular and like a lot of big creators love her, um, that she'll just like, yeah, she'll, she'll, um, what is it stitch a guy's video for a moment but she she's smart too she like won't do a direct stitch because she doesn't want to give them clout but she'll she'll stitch a guy's video and then she'll, she just basically roasts them and <laughs> she's become so famous and she's so good at it she's really funny and she has got this like funny cackling laugh when she does it that um every single guy ends up getting his his uh tiktok like like blocked or he shuts everything down he'll shut down his instagram anywhere else you can find it on the internet because he literally has millions of people coming after him now which i don't know if this is a, a good or a safe thing but yeah. also like for some because she is smart in the sense of like some most of them that she does like quite quite downright could be like quite dangerous advice to give to other men or just are horrific things to say so she's not just out there like talking to guys who are just like i don't like women <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i mean if they're if they're peddling dangerous advice i don't care but if they're like i don't know don't pay for a girl on the first date that's not that's yeah not no like that's you know everyone's kids allowed to have opinions on that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. when it's they're they're all very misogynistic ones that she chooses for the most part sometimes she i'm not really a big fan of people just being mean for the sake of being mean and so sometimes yeah. she can go into like just being cruel for it a little bit but it is in comedy and she, most of them that she does too is like guys who are always like, well, it was a joke. She's like, well, can't you take a joke then? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and then there, well, and speaking of men roasting men, there's one creator, Kyle Prue. Um, and he's gotten really popular with this series that's called, Oh, things to say to piss off men. (laughs) It's just him telling you things to say that would like make a man mad. Like um, when someone's like talking about like a politician and they're like, you're like, Oh, so that's like the L woods of your politics. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just switching things around, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's really great. If you, if you can find him, Kyle Prue, he's fantastic. Big fan. 
Very nice. Well, these are great TikTok recommendations, uh, but <laughs> our biggest TikTok recommendation is follow Lainey Christensen. Oh, well, thanks guys. I am, I'm excited and I have been filming stuff. So I haven't been posting the last couple of weeks while I've been in this transition, but I've been filming and um, my goal of here is to come back in the next couple of weeks with lots of new content. So yes, please do follow and come along for the ride. Well, this won't come out for a week and a half. So, so it'll oh. be just about that time. Well, it could be perfect timing then. Yeah. And the yeah, lookout. I make, I make jokes. I give people, I didn't know how this started this way, but a lot of romantic advice <laughs> and couples and dating advice. Um, yeah. Make a lot of jokes about myself. I talk about anxiety and that kind of stuff. And I want to do a lot more content that's, um, you know, women related and things like that and stuff this year. But for the most part, I'd say come for the jokes, um, come for the, the advice and have a good uh, quality laugh. And I'm not making fun of people <laughs> on, on mine. Mine is coming from a, I, I try to be as kind as I can on it because I think kindness goes a long way. And That's I think, true. yeah, to teach that as a quality, you know, is, something I think we should do more of in general. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i right there with yeah, you. Yeah, there's a quote from Justin McElroy of my brother, my brother and me. And this is like a serious quote. Um, but he says, like, you can be funny and cruel or funny and kind. And the first one is easy, but the second one is worth it. And like, that's just something I think about a lot. Like, yeah, it's really easy to like snipe at people or just like take pot shots or whatever. But oh, 100%. Like, being funny and kind is like, like that is good like that's doing something really good like in the world that's where we like to live unless it's about adam levine then we are not (laughs) yeah we're not kind (laughs) oh my god he's gonna be in your movie don't tell us (laughs) no 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 okay (laughs) i um i 100 agree though on that being mean and saying it's masking it as being funny is is cheap it's the easiest trick in the book like that so um i do not think you're really quite a good comedian if uh, you just want to be mean to people agreed don't make fun of people don't it's do not it. you know it's not smart comedy at the end of the day it's a lot harder to think of something that's funny and positive i feel like mm-hmm. yeah yeah get in a shroud and go ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laugh every time that's for peak, me at least that's peak comedy right there i mean unless you're just like roasting your sister which i love to do (laughs) (laughs) that's different that's different yeah that's out of love (laughs) i don't have one of those you do i do you can do it with a best friend too though roast me feel free all right here we go we're we're jumping in i'm gonna roast you bad it's kind of like you know if um you know when someone says something mean about your family you're like no only i can do that Yeah, get that out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Chance doesn't feel that way. Yes. I have a unique relationship. Please continue. (laughs) I don't want people to be mean to my family because I don't want people to be mean to anyone. But (laughs) I am also probably not going to be the first to jump to their defense. Uh, It depends on what it is. (laughs) It's true. true. Um, Yeah. Do you own a shroud? What it? Can can you better define a shroud for oh, me? Oh, the black things that they were wearing at the end of the episode. Oh, um, a clo- I would I said a cloak. Is it is a cloak different? I 
I feel like a cloak works because cloak. I mean, you can have the hood up or the hood down. I don't. I don't know. They called it a shroud several times in the episode. That's all I know. Okay, that's sort of like a cloak. Um, uh, I would be betraying all the fellow witches if I told you, right? Uh, The mm -hmm. Council of Women. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, she doesn't want to not get any candy for mocking the other witches. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) I had a. Had a. Oh gosh. What was it? I should look it up, but I had a guy make some joke to me on a dating app um, relatively recently about um, being witchy or playing like I'm like putting a spell on him or something like that. And I was like, well, don't you know all women are witches? Yeah. Haven't you heard? (laughs) Haven't you? Don't you know this? Uh, It is not my fault if we can be so bewitching. I mean, who's, and then you just, who's to blame? The one who falls for the spell or the one who cast it? You just pull out that hat, your floppy hat, and you're like, yes. <laughs> true. My wand, just my wand mm-hmm. right out of my purse. <laughs> How did you know? What gave it away? It's one of those, it's one of those tiny purses, you know, that just has like a lot of stuff uh-huh. in it, kind of like Santa's bag. Yeah, or like a Mary Poppins thing. It's like you pull a yep. lamp out of there, house plants, exactly. all that stuff. Where else would yep. you store your broom? Yeah, right in my <laughs> tiny little bag. Oh, I did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, yes, I did. And I love the reference in the episode of, of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we That's the next show we're doing after we finish Boy Meets World. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Oh, that's a great idea. Gosh, yeah, that was an... I, did they come out at the same time? They, this, I mean, they obviously had overlap because of this episode, but... Yeah, so this is the the fifth season of Boy Meets World, and it would have been the start of the second season of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. I looked it up earlier. Got it. And they do cross over. Yeah, they cross like over. In the next episode, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the next episode? The next episode, the cat from Sabrina is in the episode. Mm-hmm. Because they did like a crossover. The whole night of TGIF was like one big sort of crossover event Mm -hmm. where Salem the cat swallows like a time ball, and each show like Salem somehow ends up in it, and they end up in like a different era in the show. Oh, that's amazing! I love that. Yeah. So this is our one only crossover with the next show we're doing. But nice. Yeah, I guess Sabrina's in this episode too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. This one is probably a more direct crossover. Uh-huh. Man, I was very curious because Eric is 19 going on 20. And I was very curious how old Sabrina was supposed to be in like their show. Uh-huh. I was like, is this is this skeevy? Is this, is this all right? Yeah, she'd probably be like 17. She was. She was 17 oh, and a, a junior in the show. Mm, Eric. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's legal, but, but still <laughs> frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, he's only yeah. a freshman in college. Because he went started college a year late. Mm, um, that's true. So he's a freshman in college. She's a junior, maybe a senior. You could around that area. Yeah, we'll have to figure all that out. Yeah, we'll figure all that out later. But yeah, I was just like, is this creepy? And I was like, mm, it's borderline. Mm-hmm. It's borderline. Yeah. But we're here today yeah. talking about episode 505. Mm-hmm. The Witches of Penbrook. Um, a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Our second Halloween episode of the whole show. Mm-hmm. I think there's no more. I, yeah, episodes. I doubt it. Yeah, but here we are. That's true. I will give us a quick synopsis. Um, my birthday is fast approaching in the episode. Uh, my birthday is Halloween. And Eric and Jack are going to the club. And Jack really doesn't want to go. And on the way to the club, Jack meets a girl. And they become an item. But she hates Eric. 
for seemingly no reason. Turns out she's a witch who is serving Satan and hilarity ensues. Oh, and Corey and Topanga have two scenes that I don't care about. <laughs> There's three. <laughs> so confused. They have three scenes. Oh, three scenes. You're right. Yeah. Two on the plane and one off in the, the plane. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's I, yeah I was definitely, definitely confused by those. <laughs> I was like, this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> they aren't thematically linked. They aren't. Yeah. I wish they would have just come up with a little more to fill out the like actual A plot. Yeah. And just left that off. And maybe like just have Corey show up, Corey and Topanga show up in the A plot a little bit. Uh-huh. And like, like oh, let's just get it out of the way. They're going to Pittsburgh to visit we're, we're just going to start here and get these two out of the way mm-hmm. they're going to pittsburgh to visit Topanga's parents Topanga's like oh it's going to be fun to drive to pittsburgh and he's like oh we're not driving we're flying mm-hmm. and she's like what she's like i'm morally opposed to it and he's like what do you mean oh i thought you said hunting whales <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty funny it's yeah. I, I feel like this is this feels like good Topanga. It was. It was good Topanga. I liked so Topanga. I'm glad she was here. I'm glad that she felt the way that she felt yeah. in the episode. Because lately she's been just like a bummer. Perfectionist, like nagging wife character, which is just not really fair yeah. to who she is. Yeah. I like that she was interested in saving the whales. And... <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that's that scene. Anyone got anything to say about it? Uh well, I will say for what were they twelve dollar tickets? Yeah, I was I was very impressed that uh, Corey could afford what looked like a private plane. Yeah, it's like what? That's at least a charter plane, which are way right? more expensive than commercial. Yeah, twelve dollar charter plane. I mean, like count me in, but also what? <laughs> they just came out of bankruptcy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the- and Dexter Jurgensen is the pilot, so nobody else is going to want to be on that plane. Yeah, it's all true. They would get him. He seemed fine. Yeah, he seemed. Calm. I will. Yeah, he did. And I will say to give Topanga credit, I actually used to have a really huge fear of flying. Like I would just like, dear Lord Jesus, every time we take off, I would just be like sitting there praying. Same thing when we landed, because I know those are like the most times. Like if there's ever an issue, is like landing and take off. So I would always like in those moments be so scared. But my, um, I have two pilots in the family and my cousin was, uh, she needed flight hours. So she was taking us up on in little Cessna planes. And the first time I went up there with her one, I already felt like a lot safer just because I could see everything in a tiny little plane. And it was really similar to like the one that uh, Corey and Topanga were on, but we actually did a landing with the propellers off because I guess that's something you have to practice because that can happen. Right. And I totally lost my fear of flying from that. So I was, when I saw Topanga flying a plane, I was like, okay, good. This is exactly how it happened for me too. Like (laughs) once you're up in that little plane, you understand everything a lot more and no more fear. Did you get to like open it up and see what that bird could do or? (laughs) Ooh, you know, I think I, I held the steering a little bit, but uh, no, I, no barrel rolls or anything like that for me. I've read Hatchet too many times to uh, want to go in a little plane like that. Because oh, he crashed. What's Hatchet? Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a book. Uh, Gary Paulson is about a boy who's going to visit his father in like Canadian oil 
country or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. but he's on a little Cessna plane and then the pilot has a heart attack. And so he crashes in the Canadian wilderness and he has to survive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I have. With, I with have just a hatchet. Read that. Yes. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. kids read it in like middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My yeah, class. No, my I class remember I that one. This year. Oh, okay. The thing mm-hmm. I remember the most about it is it teaches you how to spearfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> an important skill <laughs> like i mean tiny a lot of times describing spearfishing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nature um uh, the author must have been really into survival skills oh yeah yeah he had several books all about survival, about, survival about that particular because like yeah. at the end he like not to spoil it i guess i'll spoil it but he gets rescued <laughs> but he writes another book like he doesn't get rescued. Here's what happens. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hatch it again. Hatch it too. He <laughs> rides on the plane and it breaks the exact same way. That's how Brian is cursed. Round two, yeah. He's never leaving. <laughs> the plane comes to rescue him and that pilot as he's flying him away. Heart attack. Dead. Yeah. I've, I've ridden on a little plane like that one time. And actually the weight distribution thing isn't that untrue. Like... They've got like very specific places that they need people to sit. I um I went to I have family from Denmark and I went I finally got out of the country during Christmas this year. Oh wow. that was over there. But the plane um that and I didn't get COVID for anyone who was wondering and I was very safe and we had to do lots of testing. I'm vaccinated because um, everyone thought I would get COVID. I didn't, but I did come home with um, a cold that turned into bronchitis. So that was fun. But, um, oh gosh, did I lose track of where I was? <laughs> I did. I did. In Denmark. <laughs> oh my gosh. They, <laughs> that's what I get for going off on a tangent. Um, when never I was, the, <laughs> never do that at all. No. <laughs> um, on the flight home, it was a, still a big plane, but it was a pretty empty plane. And they actually did make an announcement even to say like, hey, we know that there's a lot of empty seats, but we have assigned you all in your seats because of the weight distribution. So please do not leave your assigned seats. So I actually didn't even think that that was still a big thing on big planes, but I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. I know that like if one side is heavier than the other, like the pilot has to constantly correct for it and you can throw a lot of things off. So interesting. Yeah, I've never been on any little planes. You've been on big planes though. I've been on some pretty big ones, but never any little ones. Those um, double double decker ones are pretty intense. I've only been on one of those, I think, once. I've never. I don't know. They, I was... they have like their own terminal. Like they look like spaceships because you have to like go so far. It was a flight from Frankfurt back to Los Angeles. They're enormous. Mm-hmm. I've flown Air Emirates before, and I think it might have been oh. double, but I wasn't in anywhere that I could go to see any of the nice parts of the plane. <laughs> yeah. I was in the cheap seats. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was too, but um, I was too for that flight, but I was noticed on the second level in the very, very, very back of the second level. They had some economy seats still. And so I booked for there just because I wanted to go up the stairs and say that I had done it. Uh-huh. Aww. You had to do the fancy thing. Just for I, the story. I see. I did just for the story. <laughs> no, and I slept the whole flight. <laughs> I've been a coach flyer my entire life, and I am constantly around people who are like, "Yeah, I was in coach, and when I checked in, they just asked if I wanted an upgrade to first class for free because they had seats." I'm like, "That has never happened to me. 
This never even who, kind of happened. To I think me. you're lying. Yes. Who are those people? That never happens to me either. I would love to know how they work that out. I I, I, I ask sometimes and they're always like, mm, it's going to be like $800. I'm like, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm getting there the same way either time. But I've known several people who are like, yeah. They just moved me up to first class. Like, I mean, I know if you fly a lot, right. And you have like, you reach like certain like statuses with like your airline miles, like you can get those for free or like your like mm-hmm. priority to do upgrades. But I know I don't fly that much. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got nowhere to go. <laughs> the most I like fly often is up to Seattle, but from Seattle, LA is one, it's not that many miles and you know, the tickets are always pretty cheap. I can usually fly a round trip for under $200. Yeah. But that's, that's really the only place I fly with any sort of regularity. We can't fly very, very cheap just because the airport in our town is like a connection airport. So we always have to book oh. like two tickets. Mm-hmm. We don't have any direct flights. I didn't even think about that. Just a, like a, what are they, a, like a regional airport right yeah i mean it's a it's technically an international like a county airport, one but it's like yeah technically technically but it's like because it goes to mexico mexico or... <laughs> yeah <laughs> our our airport like mostly goes to like houston dallas and denver so unless you want to go to one of those places you're you're like connecting somewhere else mm-hmm. oh interesting um so it's just it's expensive to fly here we can go down to dallas which is only like two, three hours. Yeah, not very far. And then it's a lot cheaper. I normally yeah. take a bus to Dallas. Well, in my past, I've normally taken buses to Dallas and flown out of there because you can take a bus there and fly out of Dallas for like less than half the price of flying out of Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's probably what I would do too. So airlines <laughs> and the food, airline food. What's the deal with it? <laughs> What's the deal with airline food? I have become that lady who like pre-makes snacks for the plane. That's so fun. Good. Like, <laughs> like I'll make little like cucumber salami sandwiches. That's my favorite because one, they're salty. And it, I don't know. I learned about this recently that your taste buds can't taste like salt as much when you're up at that altitude there's something about it and that's why airplane food is you always so salty um so that's why i make salami sandwiches i don't know where i heard that but i heard it somewhere and it made me think i was like oh that makes kind of sense wait Um, okay this is my last airline question and then we can move on yeah (laughs) this is our only chance to talk about airlines on this show (laughs) doesn't really come up ever again no (laughs) what is your go-to plain drink like non-alcoholic drink Usually it's just like a Coke. Really? Dr. Pepper, yeah. I'm a simple man. I, ginger ale, every time. I don't really get oh. ginger ale like in my daily life. But if I'm on a plane, no, give me a ginger ale, please. And I don't know That's why. A pick. I just crave it huh. while huh. I'm on a plane. It's like the memory of it. It's like a good memory. So you always want it when you're on I've, a plane. I found a lot of other people like that too. It's like, I never drink ginger ale unless I'm on a plane. I don't know. <laughs> Probably because it's like soothing, you know, it's soothing and or something. Maybe that's yeah. why. The ginger. I, I have, love um, ginger ale. I don't know why I don't drink it more often. I know I do too. I never drink it. I did. I drink those ginger shot things. That's very LA of me. It's <laughs> like ginger and lemon juice and cayenne and they call it like a health immunity shot. Oh, is that good for you? 
they burn, but yeah, supposedly, I don't know. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I'm like, if I enough people do it, it, it must be good for you. <laughs> do you add vodka? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, my favorite, I mean, I know we said non-alcoholic drink, but my favorite like cocktail is basically, it's called a penicillin and it's scotch, lemon juice, and ginger and honey. Hmm, I've never had that. It That's does have good. It. Yeah. It's a nice spice drink, but my favorite airplane drink, um, I have like a strict regimen with that because I never, if I go on a plane, one, if you watch my TikToks, you know, I love sparkling water Two, planes don't have sparkling water. If anything, they have club soda, but that's not real sparkling water, like mineral sparkling water. So I very strictly, every time I get through airport security, I have to go and find at least two Pellegrinos. (laughs) I'll settle (laughs) for Perrier. But I have to go and get them and like cart them and whatever I have. Even if I'm running late to the plane, I usually will stop and try to get one because I, I also just like the bubbles on the plane. I don't know why. So yeah, I, every, anywhere I am, any airport, I will find the sparkling water before I get on the plane. Nice. So you're going through TSA. It's like, where is the nearest sparkling water? <laughs> purchasing place. I know I've had to throw it out if I because I've forgotten sometimes in my bag but um yeah and then like when um you know every once in a, every once in a while I'll splurge for economy plus right and you'll get you get like free drinks with that and I still will never get a drink and they're always like are you sure they're like coffee tea water and I'm like no 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 they're like no alcohol I'm like no 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 I have my sparkling water I'm good <laughs> like Got my Sam Pelly. Yep. Uh, yep, me, me and the Pelly for life. Yeah. Well, we have basically talked about everything that this flight scene has to offer. <laughs> uh-huh. And then some. Like, like I we barely even touched on the, the scene because there wasn't a lot to it. So what can you say? Yeah, I mean Topanga's nervous to fly. And Corey makes fun of her. And then before you know it, she's flying the plane. The one thing I want to ask. Is Corey making fun of her too much, or is that just like good-natured ribbing between like significant others? It didn't bother me. I mean, because at this, and I think it was funny too, because then it kind of swapped when once he saw that she was flying the plane and she was all comfortable. Yeah, and so I think it was just good, good ribbing. Um, yeah, and and I think flying can. Fear of flying can kind of seem ridiculous too, especially when you become so used to it. So mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that's the point of view he was coming from. Yeah, I feel like in the whole rest of the series, it's Corey who has the hangups on things. Yeah. And Topang is giving mm-hmm. him a hard time. That's so, true. So, you know, it's just some turnabout. Yeah. Because she she seems to take it real personal, at least at the very beginning. And all he says is like, uh, let's go get some dinner. Or are you afraid of restaurants too? It's like, that's not... I don't even feel like that's particularly mean. That's just like, I have a fear of geese. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, geese are mean. I don't mind if you like rib me about that because I'm still not going near them. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I, I felt like she was maybe being sensitive to it, but who knows? I mean, sometimes when you're scared or sensitive about something, you just want your partner to be there for you and, they think it's silly and 
Mm-hmm. You know, those, it's one of those things that's just little, little hard things to communicate about in a relationship, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I mean, she goes with him, so mm-hmm. she's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they get on the plane. It's small, kind of a, I would call him kind of a bro-y um, pilot. pilot. <laughs> and yeah. she gets scared. She's like, Corey, I need you up here to hold my hand. And he goes up there and teases her again and she gets a little mad. And then the pilot turns around and they're like, I knew you look familiar. You're Eric Matthews' little brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, he's like, what, were you a teacher? Like, were you a teacher at his school? He's like, no, I went to school with him. He tutored me. He tutored me. He's a smart guy. And Eric is smart as him. I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And this freaks Corey out. Yeah, he calls Mr. Feeney. Mm-hmm. He's like, is this a, is, is it okay to be up here with him? And he's like, get off that plane. It's like, we've already taken off. He's like, oh, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> um, and then that's, oh, and then at the end, she goes up to the cockpit and gets to fly the plane. And that gets her over her fear of flying. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Did, did, did we cover the whole? The end. Yep. Wrap that one up. <laughs> I just, this is fine. But it's barely a it's barely a blip uh, on the episode's radar. Like our talking about airline related things was like several times more than this presence in the episode. Yeah, and it it doesn't even show up in the episode until like ten minutes in. Uh-huh. It's like we're halfway yeah. through the episode and suddenly we're ha- we're, we have Corey and Topanga talking about airlines, and it's like yeah, I was like so invested <laughs> in like the jack and eric of it all yeah and suddenly i'm like oh they're here too (laughs) and it's not really halloween related other than the fact of them being scared i guess yeah it's not thematically related in any conceivable (laughs) way and it's just like why is this in here like yeah it was odd it's not it's not terrible like there's a there's a whole um, subplot in one of our favorite season two episodes. It's like our favorite season two episode. It's so good. But then there's this subplot of Eric dating a coworker of his mom that is just like gross. And uh-huh. what's the rest of the episode? It, is that not the the Scarlet Letter episode? Maybe so. I don't remember. I thought it was. But and maybe. then how old? How old is he in it? And how old is she? she? Is, he is newly eight. Or they imply. Okay, newly 18. Yeah, and he's still a senior in high school. And she's like in her late 20s. Okay. I um, It's so funny because times have changed, right? I also recently rewatched um, Friday Night Lights. And in that, they have like, oh, it's so good if you've never watched it. It's fantastic. Um, but I, I, I rewatched it recently. And they also had like a senior in high school guy hooking up with like a a young mom in her late twenties and it's two different (laughs) moms at some point too, throughout like all of the seasons. And I'm just thinking like, has so crazy what a different, I mean, gender bias that is, because if it was an old man and a young high school girl, like everyone would be freaked out. But like, to me, it's still honestly just as gross. Yeah. And it's funny because like it used to be for young guys to be like, "Hey, get him," you know, <laughs> like, "Oh, you got her to the mom." <laughs> but it's it's she's still a predator in my opinion. Uh-huh. It's still weird, very weird. And the whole episode is like, it doesn't touch on how weird it is or how it should be happening. It's like 
oh, she's been to Europe and Eric hasn't. She's it's cultured never, and she's got, grown up. She likes fancy French food when she goes out, not diner food. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just funny because it's not really about if you have things in common or not. Because, right, like people of different ages, once you're an adult, date all the time. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't really see a problem with that. The issue for me with dating people so young, if you're not that young, is they are still so impressionable and they just haven't had the experiences that you've had in any way. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if you're like a full-fledged adult dating someone who is a brand new adult, there's, there's no way that you're not going to be taking advantage of them in some way, just because they do not have the life experience to understand everything and your that you're doing or what your motives will be. And that's to me is like the big issue of it. So it's not, it shouldn't matter if you're an older man or an older woman. It's just like, maybe not like maybe just realize that you're taking advantage of someone and some facet. Someone who, there's a, there's a power dynamic at play. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is already in every relationship, there already is a power dynamic. Mm -hmm. So you're almost, you know, amplifying it. Yeah. It's it's gross, and this but this plot this side plot isn't like that. Like, yeah, I didn't think like every time it was on, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of wrong. Like it didn't, but I was just like, why is this here? <laughs> like this is a yeah. fine, funny distraction, but I don't really need a distraction because the other plot isn't heavy or like uh-huh. intense. It's just it it's also funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of fun. It used to, it used to, I mean, definitely in the nineties when these shows were made or even the two thousands for Friday Night Lights, that was still really accepted. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, I don't think they would make that plot, plot now without there being some sort of undertone about the age difference. I mean, I've not seen it, but is that what Euphoria is about? I have not. I have not oh, um, they, there is one storyline of an older man with a, a younger person, but, um, in that plot, it's very well known that it's wrong because the older man also does not know that the person is underage. Gotcha. Yeah. So it is a big storyline of of the show, and I'm not letting anything out of the bag because it's in like the first episode. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I love Euphoria. <laughs> if, we, if you wanted to watch a show ever that is the exact opposite of Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> I love both of them, but man, are they on opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't think I could handle it. I have the only thing I know about Euphoria is like there's all these TikToks and things of like people being like, oh, gotta go get our Euphoria looks, and they like come out and they're like all glammed up. Yeah, because there's like a couple of the girls who are always like stylized, like with a lot of glitter and just really over the top looks and stuff and uh yeah so there's there totally is now a euphoria look which i think is funny but um it's it's uh i don't even know where to start with that show it's fantastic especially if you love filmmaking like i do um it's a beautiful show to watch the music's fantastic um they actually do film it on film which is really rare especially for tv shows uh, nowadays westworld was another one that was filmed on film as far as a tv show um, but uh, it's really pretty. It's the cinematography is great, um, oh, nice. but it's really, <laughs> it's really dark and deep. And I also think there's a, I don't know. And this is a great question too. I think for any show that's about like high school age kids is, is that really what high school kids are like? And I think you could say the same thing for boy meets world because mm-hmm. 
um, you know, Corey seems so young at sometimes and Sean seems so much older and there's kind of that whole difference there. Um, but, um, people with euphoria think that like, it's too crazy that people, you know, cause there, there's a lot of drugs and drug addicts or kids doing bad things and a lot of sex and stuff in it. And so there's a, there's a whole conversation around euphoria of like, is this like a, this isn't real. This isn't what high school like. And for me, I actually find it very realistic because not that my personal high school experience was that dramatic, but I knew those kids in school for sure. I knew kids whose lives were like that. So um, it's a deep, dark look at high school compared to the like really fun uh, literary parts of high school of Boy Meets World. I didn't go to high school enough to know. (laughs) (laughs) You can have both. Yeah. All, you know, not not one's person's truth isn't another. So yeah, you can have many different high school experiences, I think. I, I had no I had no authority in my life and fifteen year old boys don't go to school if no one's making them. So I just I just ditched a lot. Well my know. mom my mom denies this nowadays, but she was busy working and stuff a lot. So I actually learned her signature to sign myself out of class. And she was like, fine with it. But then I was able to, you know, maybe use that to my advantage sometimes. A little too often. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little bit. But I I graduated. So, you know. Yeah, Yeah, things worked out. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the side plot. Mm -hmm. Just bringing it back. Do we, are we done? Yes, we're done with it. Okay. Now let's get into the meat of the episode. Which the last three episodes, it's the Jack and Eric show. Uh-huh. I feel like this is the best Jack and Eric show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by far. I'm just so curious why the beginning of this season has decided, like, Jack and Eric are the A plot. Uh-huh. And everyone else is kind of background. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I know it changes after this episode. I'm pretty certain. I don't mm-hmm. think we get a lot of Jack and Eric focused episodes anymore. We're back on the main three kids in high school mm-hmm. but we've got a lot of jack and eric huh this is um just the film industry person me but maybe they were testing them for a spin-off Ooh, that could be oh, yeah i would have watched that probably yeah for sure a real world style a... yeah um, mockumentary and matthew lawrence the lawrence brothers were huge at the time like all three of them and matthew lawrence he's a pretty big get just to be like I mean, he was a series regular, but mm-hmm. in essence, a side character. Um, so maybe they were like bringing in some star power to to spin off an Eric and Jack in college show mm-hmm. that never happened. I can see that. Be fun. Yeah, because back in the 90s, you know, ratings were such a bigger tell of success of a show. Yeah. Where now it's all streaming numbers and things like that are, are a lot better tell of the success. Yeah, the viralness of people talking about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's true it's true yeah but yeah jack and eric are um going out they're going out they're going clubbing they're mm-hmm. they're 19 years old and going club perfect <laughs> um yeah and jack isn't so sure about it he's like you know i just don't really like that yeah it's not the life i like and eric's just like one word you're with me <laughs> you don't have to worry about it you're gonna have a good time i do like one word you're with me <laughs> Wait, this is the second time this season that eric's made like a word count joke yeah where he's like all right first word i want my mommy he's like hey that's three words 
<laughs> so Eric can't count. Eric can't count. Or at least he doesn't understand the connection between that phrase uh-huh. and the reality of the street. Uh-huh. Eric is neurodivergent, and it's fine. We love him for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but he's giving Jack a pep talk. And he's just like, you're going to be great. Like, you're not just tagging along. Like, you're here with me. Now get behind me. We're <laughs> yeah. leaving. Um, yeah. So they start to head out, and we meet new girl. Millie. Millie, played by Candace Cameron Burr. Yeah. Candace Cameron Bird, the DJ Tanner fame, who <laughs> was the it girl at this time. This would have been just two or three years after um, Full, House. Full House ended. Mm-hmm. I think it ended in, I think it ended in ninety six. So it would have been in the year after. Um, she's still cool. Like, to this day, I, yeah, I think she's still cool. I see her on social media and stuff. Like she's 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 out here. She's doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know she's way she's like, more together than her brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know that she's, she's like, like, like Hillary Duff. Movies. What? Oh yeah, no, she she is totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's kind of she reminds me of someone also like Hillary Duff. Like they just, I don't know how they they were just so wholesome back then, and they never truly went to the dark side or anything. They never had a, a controversy. Like she's just yeah, she's still cool, which I I I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like I mean. This is all from a distance, but it just seems like a well-adjusted, normal, famous person. I don't know a lot of famous people to compare it to, but yeah, 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 no, yeah, it is true, yeah, because especially, well, and here's the thing too, is especially for child stars, right? Because yeah. child stars are notorious for kind of, you know, as they grow up and want to kind of rebrand as an adult, like going down kind of a darker path um, for a little bit, and she. She luckily escaped that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, trope. It's true. Yeah, she did. And now Britney's free too. So her darker path is hopefully getting lighter. Uh, don't even get me started on Britney. <laughs> we could talk about <laughs> that for <laughs> forever. I've been another another episode. Mildly, yeah, mildly following them. Uh, that poor girl, that poor family, but the daughters, yeah. Wow. There's an Leave episode there. <laughs> with there's an episode coming out with the '90s band No Doubt. It's No Doubt, isn't nobody, it? Nobody, nobody's angel. Nobody's angel. That's right. Very different than No Doubt. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I was like, because one you've heard of, another um, their main references. They're on this show. We'll have you on for that episode, and we'll talk all about Britney Spears. Okay. <laughs> Isn't there an episode of Sabrina with Britney Spears on it? Yeah, there is an episode of Sabrina with Britney Spears on it. Okay, whenever we get there. (laughs) Okay, yeah. That one isn't even just like the same neighborhood. It's like the house. (laughs) Hopefully like more more of the the gossip of all the Britney stuff will be wrapped up by then too. So we can like fully talk about yeah. the whole thing. It's like, you just Sub- thought we were going to talk about Sabrina, but this is our Britney episode. And next week we'll actually talk about the Sabrina episode. This is the Britney <laughs> cast. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's, it's it's really distracting to me because she still looks so much like DJ Tanner. Uh-huh. I mean, they give her the wig, which I think it's a wig, but maybe it's her hair. I don't know. I feel like in later I, Full House, she had the shorter haircut. It's a lot lighter. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think they bleached it like that? I feel like that was kind of... It looked. It did look like bleached hair, but it could have been a wig. I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. That just was my assumption. Because it does feel very like of the time in terms of a hairstyle yeah. to have. 
Yeah, but I feel like it. <laughs> she looks great in it. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it was more of a hairstyle for guys with the middle part and the bleached hair than it was for girls. I don't know. I mean, uh, I I had that hair. Uh, I had that haircut in the nineties. I'm like thinking can't. back. I'm like, ooh, so insulting <laughs> to our guest. <laughs> My, uh, if you know, boys had the yeah more of the bowl cut, right? Yeah, and then the, the girl version was like modified. It was a little bit longer. Like yeah, a, it, was, a it definitely wasn't thing. longer. And then as the years progressed, it kind of flipped out. Yeah, I did that too. Yep, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of come back in style, which I'm actually really love, and I've I've pulled it off a little bit. But um, hey, nice. Yeah, nowadays you have to have like a lot of hair extensions to make it look good. <laughs> but in the <laughs> '90s, we just whoop, flip it out. I would definitely be awesome enough to. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Candace Cameron or DJ Tanner. Mm-hmm. A little distracting, and she just takes no crap from Eric. He, no. He's creepy to her. He She's really like, is. Like, that's this is the moment where I'm like, okay, Eric. <laughs> like, that's enough. He gets, like, right in her face, like, flirting with her, and she's just like, you're the reason we have campus escorts. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he says, yes, I am. And he's, like, proud of that answer. Eric. Yeah. So He recovers. <laughs> this is a really low point. Does, I mean, yeah, he he redeems himself, I guess, at, at the end. But um, not I guess, he does. But um, the I, I thought about this in a lot because it's something, it's something I've even talked about in TikToks a lot, about how I would love to know where this whole idea came up of – men or anybody needing like a pickup line but most of the time right men picking up women like Mm -hmm. and needing like to have game like even the whole idea of like being a pickup artist or anything to that sense like who created that like definitely not women (laughs) so (laughs) this is definitely sounds like advice men only give to other men which seems funny to me because wouldn't you ask the person you're trying to pick up how they would like to be picked up. Maybe that's a more effective method. And well, but that's so, engaging them like a, like a human, human being. being, not a trophy. <laughs> True. You're right. Not an object. Yep. You're like, right. Um, the men are trying to, to find human. the cheat code to the trophy. Not, yes. Hello, my name is Karen. How would you like me to talk to you this evening? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. We are, we are objects of desire, not humans. I forgot. Well, Thanks for, for I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, no, no. I know you are, but no, I meant it sarcastically. Um, yeah, just like... But um, I just have always found that to be so funny and so you know, I, I get asked this question all the time on TikTok or I get DMs a lot too about from men being like, I really like this girl who lives on my floor in my dorm. Like, how do I talk to her? And my answer every single time is talk to her like anybody else that you respect or you want them to know that you respect them. Mm-hmm. So like a job interview, your mother, <laughs> your dad, maybe, maybe if you don't, you know, have a hard time talking to women in general, maybe how you would talk to your dad, like women, if women, women just would like to be respected first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. talk that if you need it to find a way to pick up women, talk to them, how you would talk to anybody that you have the utmost respect for maybe the president, maybe, a, you know, That's Maya me. Angelou, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's, I... that's all you should do. <laughs> I agree. 100%. I, I'm a bit of a communication nerd. 
And this is always my advice. Someone says something like that. It's like, okay, first, if you're not actually interested and you just think she's pretty, drop it. Second, people are more likely to become interested in you if you show interest in them. So treat her like a person and learn about her like you would any new person. And if she likes you, she'll take an interest in you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic advice. And that, that is something I talk about often too, because um, where I've made jokes on, on TikTok about me being on dates and guys just talking about themselves. And it is by far the worst way to try to get to know somebody yeah. is to just make statements. We, we need to ask more questions. If you want to have like a back and forth conversation, you know, ask a question or even on a dating app all the time, like guys will have like an opening line of just like a statement about something. And what am I supposed to write back? Like, okay. Like, or <laughs> something. You're, you're so, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So I've almost made a rule that like, I don't engage unless they ask a question because how, you know, that's like you said, like I'm, I studied communication in college. It's probably why I do what I do in the first place. I'm so fascinated on how people interact. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have a back and forth conversation, ask a question. Yep. Yep. The, the quickest way to turn off someone's brain for all of you listeners out there is to talk about yourselves. Cause after you've talked about yourself for about a minute and you show no signs of slowing down, the other person's brain is going to start wandering and they're going to start thinking about other things and thinking about how much you're talking about themselves. They're not listening to you anymore but they will listen to you if you form a connection with them mm-hmm. through back and forth conversation. What's well, funny you say that too, because we, we met on a TikTok live and I True. get bothered sometimes doing the lives and people will be like, no, will you stay on longer? Or like, I w- want you to do lives more. But then when people don't ask me questions, I'm just sitting there in a room alone talking to myself. <laughs> it's like, what's the point <laughs> the most awkward thing ever yeah yeah i don't know how the rules of communication translate to digital the digital age Uh i i know how person-to-person interaction works but like that that situation you're in blows my mind (laughs) it's it's definitely an awkward one and i every time i every time i do a live the first like 30 minutes always feels so awkward but yeah but um yeah, as far as yeah, the pickup line thing and then her comment back saying like you're the reason why women need escorts, like oof. Yes. That's a dark, dark line to be funny about. <laughs> and then for him to say, be proud of it yeah. almost, because um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's should be <laughs> should yeah. be anything that strikes any sort of pride in someone. <laughs> yeah, it was still that age where like Oh, men being dangerous. That's the ideal. Uh Well, it plays on this whole. Yeah. And it plays on this whole idea again, too, because like about a woman needing an escort. Well, at the end of the day, no, we should not need escorts. We should need people policing predators. Yes. You know, it should be not, you know, we shouldn't be teaching women how to keep themselves from getting, you know, hurt on dates. We should be teaching boys how to not, not hurt women in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the first place. Cause that really is, you know, when boys and girls first get like the dating conversation, literally women, we, we get a conversation on how to protect ourselves of to not be injured or something worse. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, the boys conversation, it usually goes, go out and get them. If anything. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much just encouraged to like go out there and like, 
you know, hunt <laughs> in a way. Go for it. Yeah. That's Get as many girls as you can. <laughs> yeah. So that's Eric in this um, mm-hmm. with Millie, also from 3B. Yes. Okay. Another. This is our third episode where we're meeting a different woman who lives in apartment 3B. So are you and I just assuming that the four girls we've met from 3B before this were also witches gathering information for Millie? <laughs> I feel like it only makes sense. <laughs> like, oh. Because there's been four different women in 3B and now a fifth, Millie. And those are her roommates who come in later. Yeah, and they're different. Yeah, women. her roommates. Oh. So there's at least eight women that live there. Yes. Satan spies. Uh-huh. <laughs> the coven. Yeah. Yeah. Or are the other girls like normal girls and they just happen to be rooming? Uh-huh. It's like this is the worst roommate lottery. <laughs> they just kept moving out because of Millie. They were like, oh no, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk to the dean. <laughs> I, I like the explanation that they have all been witches uh, scouting out. And let's just assume from here on out that they all are yeah also like any that, any that come in later episodes if you live in 3b you're a witch <laughs> if you live in 3b you're a witch it's just like give it. a nice subtext <laughs> that we'll have to be on the lookout for um but yeah that's so. funny i mean that's so i mean it's funny you say that because we were talking about earlier about how well aren't all women witches <laughs> it's true or <laughs> i think men men would love to believe that in some ways because women can be bewitching <laughs> in general but is that our fault i don't know are we are we the ones casting the spells or or men the ones bewitched who's to blame it's true unfortunately that <laughs> just reeks to me of i don't want to be responsible for my actions so i must be somehow uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you've done this to me yeah. <laughs> you've made me act uncontrollably i'm in perfect control <laughs> This Your my beauty bewitched me. <laughs> Those eyes. There's a. I mean, there's a whole TikTok trend about like turning on your like the, your your feminine urge to like be seductive. Because oh. <laughs> it's true. It's like a whole thing. And the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, yeah, these are really like skills that we're like taught to hone over time, especially in adolescence, like watching music videos of people being that way and in rom-com movies and women being seductive, you know, or just giving the eyes and all those types of things. And I was like, wow, these are, this really is a whole like, yeah, subset of, you know, a feminine way of being that we've learned. And maybe that's was our witch training all in all. <laughs> all the whole time, the whole time we were I- learning to cast spells. You know, I just think it's canon to the show. Every woman in the show. <laughs> they're all they're all witches. witches. I told you. I told you we're all witches. Gotta watch out. Yeah, but Millie instantly knows who Jack Hunter is. She's like, You're Jack Hunter, aren't you? And he's like, he's not even questioning it. He's uh-huh. just like, I'm pretty cool. Knows my name. Cool. <laughs> yes, I like this. This is good. <laughs> and they invite her to the club. She doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you said ask a question yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah as as a question she's like why don't you show me your apartment and he's like yay oh, y- yes of course <laughs> and eric on the way down the elevator she's like are you kidding me <laughs> um and so that's the end of that scene and the next scene eric comes back in and he's like hello anybody home nobody's home goodbye pants 
just steps out of his pants. It's true. Um, but then he goes and opens the window, and then who should be out on the balcony but Jack and Millie just, just making, making out. out. <laughs> yeah. And he does not balcony put pants out. No, <laughs> he does not. I mean, he's at home. You shouldn't have to wear pants at home. It's true. <laughs> I am also a... Is anyone here? No. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I would feel like most people would be that way. My neighbors can see in my living room, unfortunately, but or else I would be that way all the time. <laughs> well, you know what they say. If you don't know who the naked neighbor on your street is, it's probably you. <laughs> ah, oh, man. All right. Fair. Fair point. Um, see, all of our windows are on the back of our house. So, oh, smart. And our fence is back there. So I feel like pretty secluded. Yeah. You can you can deep pants anytime. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, my bedroom. My bedroom is just to a hill, so um, yeah, it's free range up upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, he goes to talk to Millie to say how happy he is that Jack found found uh-huh. somebody, and she's like, "You will not. He, you will not take him from me." Yeah, like don't get don't in get my in way. my way. <clears throat> also, Eric says something funny because I guess the club is called O'Dooley's. He's like, "Turns out they turn O'Dooley's into a Starbucks." And I didn't even realize it until three songs in, <laughs> which is totally not the vibe of Starbucks. Um, but also, that's just Eric yeah, to be just, totally clueless. That's just Eric. I mean, worst club music ever. He's, a, he's always having Starbucks. a good time, you know. And you know, he goes. that like real early Starbucks because it's still like five years before Starbucks would like really take off. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they were more grungy. I mean, maybe they they got dirty with the music before they found their coffee coffee house vibes. Yeah, I remember in the nineties. Yeah, Starbucks. Like they didn't even really have a lot of food. They had like those little like biscotti mm-hmm. vanilla twist things, and that was it. And they would sell CDs. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And you could go and get like the iTunes download of the week card. Mm-hmm. It was oh. like whatever that song, like whatever the song was for the week or the month, you could go and like download it on iTunes for free. Yeah, but it wouldn't be until like 2001 when people would be like, nowadays there's a Starbucks across the street. Right. Starbucks. I just, crazy? <laughs> I just imagine him like rolling up into the Starbucks, like talking to some girls and like Michael Buble is like blasting on the stereo or something. <laughs> I love it. It's a good time. I, I like to think that they were closing and it was uh, closing time by, mm, by the Super Sonics playing. And he was just like, it's closing time. They're like, no, but really. <laughs> like, you need to go. <laughs> Get out of here. It's like, but it's only the Please. third song. <laughs> oh. Please leave. It's a, it's a Starbucks. It's a Starbucks. Um, yeah. And so she threatens Eric and he's like, what just happened? Uh-huh. And then the next morning they're stretching, stretching. for a run. Mm-hmm. They're going to run up the rocky steps. Uh-huh. Which is like a reference to them actually being in in Philadelphia. Yeah. Which we don't get a whole lot of in the show. And it makes sense. Jack is new to Philadelphia. Uh-huh. He just got, got here for college. Yeah. And, but then Millie comes in and she's bringing breakfast. <laughs> and she's like, I brought you breakfast. Like, oh, what's he doing here? <laughs> and Eric's like, gee, I don't know, Mill. I live here. Yeah. It's like they already has a nickname for her. Calling her Mill. Calling her Mill. <laughs> Which I'm sure she hates. Gee, I don't know, Mill. <laughs> I live here. And they're like, oh, you're going to be eating alone. We're running up the rocky steps. And she's like, but I but I planned your whole life. I mean, your whole day. 
<laughs> Slip of the tongue. Yes. It's like... <laughs> Jack doesn't even react. Uh-huh. She has him I mean, under maybe, a spell. Maybe it was his whole life because maybe he was going to be sacrificed just that night. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, well, I think it was that's... his whole life and his whole day. I think that's the that's what's implied. It's just... <laughs> yeah. And then... Eric's like, but we've been stretching since September. Like we're finally limber. (laughs) We're ready to go actually do this. You can't just bail. Mm -hmm. And then Sean comes and he's like, I got you guys some motivation. I got you Rocky hats. And Millie then is like, oh, I invited some roommates over to see your balcony. Mm -hmm. And Sean's like, we have a balcony. (laughs) He's like, I think I want to go see this balcony too. Well, yes, that's because. All the girls are out there. Yeah, they're, all of Millie's roommates are girls. Uh-huh. And so Sean's like, oh, girls on the balcony. Okay. Sean is there. Yeah, Sean is there. Um, yeah, and that's that scene. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I know we've talked a lot, but it's mostly been us talking to our interesting guest, not uh-huh. about the episode, because I don't have a lot to say about this episode. It's very funny. I like uh-huh. it a lot. Yeah, but just, like, It's very comedic, but it's not like... So, Lainey, what are your thoughts on witchcraft? Yes. Like, <laughs> any thoughts about Satan's tail coming out of Valaris into the Kyber crystal? That's Star Wars. I couldn't remember what it's called. <laughs> uh, I think it was the crystal of death. I think you're right, actually. I, did I write it down? I wrote down so many things. I just needed to remember. Yeah. Um, I have my reasons for needing to remember. I, it, I don't. It doesn't say. But this is, I mean, Lainey, did you have fun watching this episode? I did. I thought it was a very entertaining episode. Um, yeah, overall, really did enjoy it. I totally agree that the the Corey Topanga storyline was odd and quite unnecessary in a lot of ways. But um, the the main plot with Jack Narek was great. Um, and I, but I do think it was an interesting and smart way, even if this was back in the '90s, to like play on this whole trope of like women being witches in general and and bewitching someone because he literally is bewitched by the fact that just that she likes him yeah it's true which i have like this whole like justifying everything that a girl does because she's like spending time with you is definitely something i've seen especially in young college men yeah and i i really dislike it to be honest as a whole because um Again, it's something I really try to talk about a lot with the dating advice questions and stuff that I get from people, because a lot of it is me trying to just teach people to have better standards for themselves. And to be honest, most of my questions that do come in are from men. And a lot of them are just like men putting up with like women, not really being that nice to them or them expecting so little for themselves and i think that's in a lot of ways like because we just teach men to like go off and like get girls and like that's the goal when really you should be trying to find a girl who actually really likes you it's not the question or 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 that you like too so it's not the question of like do they like you the question is do you like them Mm -hmm. and every time you go into dating someone or have interest in someone you shouldn't be trying to get them to like you that is you're already off to a horrible start you should be trying to see if you like them Cause that's the only way you're both going to be yourselves and really find any sort of long-term joy out of being with somebody. But all the time, yeah, I get these questions and I, I just am like t- teaching guys, like you should want more for yourself a lot of the time. And I felt like that was like a, I know this is very deep for what the yeah. episode was, but I think that 
on the surface, that's what it was, is he really just was bewitched because she showed him she was pretty. She was, you know, let's just say generically, we can all say a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. And she showed she asked questions about him, which, like you said, is a really effective way to communicate. Yeah. And that was enough for him to be bewitched. And then she ends up not being that great to him. And now he's mad at her. <laughs> you know, or now, and that's, but that, how many times have we heard that storyline or you, you know, I've heard it from, from, you know, guy friends all the time and that's totally thing. And cause we don't, we just don't teach men ever, ever is a strong word often to really figure out how to let them assess if they like a woman truly. Yeah. It's like, you're paying attention to me. We're good. And, and Jack shows that like uh-huh. 100% because uh, Eric's like, what's her last name? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Not important. Yeah, she's made her keys to the apartment. Yeah. She's like, Jack made me a set. Bug ya. <laughs> she thought it was really fun. Yeah. It's just a very well, different girl than uh, DJ T. Even, even too, though, like, you know, men don't, they're not usually trying to see if they like women, right? They're trying to see, make sure they set their whole lives up around being attractive to women, like being able to provide and have a nice home and a good job and all that kind of stuff. And, and that, that can set people up for failure because at the end of the day, right. They were like, well, I did all the things because we're kind of dealing in, especially in American culture, but in a lot of parts of the world too, of people um, dealing with hyper independence. Mm -hmm. So we have all these like, truly self-sufficient, wonderful human beings who are very alone because they set up a whole life, but then they realized they didn't go out to try to see if they liked anybody. They were just trying to be likable the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing, especially with young men of like, Oh, it, it like if she's pretty and she likes me, then I like her. Like, mm-hmm. like, right. and then, and then, later she she she's crazy that's always later right eight months later she's crazy it's like because he was bewitched in the beginning yeah Uh it's like he doesn't he didn't really but yeah in the beginning he didn't really assess her did he like her yeah yeah she's pretty and she liked him that was enough and that and that definitely is kind of what they're what they're going for here and you know, also the the true friendship of Eric, uh-huh. which I'm not actually sure Eric's being that good of a friend. No, <laughs> like Eric is a bummer through most of this episode. Yeah, but he's a hilarious bummer. He is. He's very funny, <laughs> but yeah, like he, he's kind of a bummer. Like he's being antagonistic. He's not understanding. <laughs> he's being snarky uh-huh. a lot. I mean, he's funny, but he's kind of a bummer. You know. I really like him in this episode, to be honest, even with the um, very, very, very horrifically cringy assault joke in the beginning, because um, people are more complex than just being good or evil. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that really shows in him in this episode of like, yeah, he's not perfect, but he also does care about his friend a bit. Um, And I think that, he just shows more complexity other than him just playing one specific role the whole time. Oh, absolutely. In, in fact, it's not the next scene, but it's uh, two scenes when she's out on the balcony mm-hmm. and she's like chanting, <coughs> chanting to Satan. And all the candles and scarves. I just love when he like taps her on the shoulder. like, am I the person in the way? Is that what's going on here? Is that why we're struggling so mm-hmm. much? It's like, 
What did you hear? I heard you talking to Satan. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what did you hear? I heard you talking to Satan. <laughs> but he's not like accusatory. He's not like, you're a bad person. She's like, this is uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and strange. It's like, oh, you hate me because you're trying to do something for Satan. <laughs> now I get it. I get it now. It definitely but, was very campy. It was. It was very campy. Yeah. But kind of in but a that's fun way. what makes it... Yeah, it makes it fun and Halloween, you know. It's a a Halloween episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This isn't like just a normal Friday night, like in March or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's Halloween. It's supposed to be kind of fun and ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, is it, it, when is it that Eric's watching the Halloween movie and he's just sitting there and just screaming? I got everything. Yeah. It's just kind of like, that's what, that's what you do. It's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it was the it was yeah. the scene right before the one where she comes in with the keys. Yeah, she comes in with the keys and he's like, Well, how did you get in here? They're like, Jack made me a set, bug ya. <laughs> and she goes straight to the balcony, and then Eric's like, Jack, you made her keys. And he's like, Why can't you just be happy for me? Mm-hmm. She like, is pretty antagonistic. Uh-huh. She is. Yeah, she's not nice. <laughs> No, she, she might have been working for Satan that one. She might not have been a, a, a yeah. What did he? He even made the joke about her not being a, a like a good witch like Glenda. Yeah, right? yeah, a bad witch with the monkey. maybe a bad witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is funny different too. types of witches. Yeah, Eric is like you're just you know a guy coming into the big city, like getting <laughs> swept up by the like the first woman who gives you any attention. He's like, I'm from New York City. <laughs> that, that town ain't so tough. <laughs> that town ain't so tough. <laughs> Yeah, you're just a farm I, kid. From, love, go to the big city. Yeah, that's why I love I love shows like Boy Meets World and stuff. That they can be fun and silly, and that's, that's where the good jokes are. That town, the New York, yeah, that New York joke was probably one of the best jokes in, in the episode. I think actually, it's true. I legitimately laughed yeah. out loud. When and you're an LA it. person too, so <laughs> I'll just take any of those shots at New York. I can appreciate it. <laughs> I do love New York. I don't know if I could ever live there, though. I've I've lived there once for a summer working on a project, and uh, that was nice. Mm, I don't like New York as a friend. As a friend, yeah. I don't want it to move in and sacrifice me (laughs) to Satan (laughs) for their immortality. Yeah, yeah. I think I could go and have some more extended stays there and things like that. But yeah, full-time, just be friends. Mm -hmm. Just be friends. Yeah, so Eric's trying to get Jack to realize who Millie is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she doesn't belong to you. She belongs to El Diablo. <laughs> yes. She's um, like, also, she doesn't belong to you because like, you've been dating her for like three days. Yeah. yeah. That be- She's a person. That happens because um, uh, Jack comes to the balcony when they're talking about who the person uh-huh. standing in the way is. And she slaps him and is like, he just tried to kiss me. Mm-hmm. And, and Eric's like, what's happening? I've got to defend myself. And he's like, she's a witch. <laughs> she doesn't belong to you, Jack. She belongs to El Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. Um, yeah. So he forces Jack to an ultimatum. He's like, you have to choose. It's her or me. And he's just like, he like takes her in his arms and he's like, it's just like an easy choice. And um, Eric's staying there like, we're, we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Make your yeah. decision. They, they play this joke like out too. They don't just cut away. Uh, she goes, he chose me. And he goes, when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what is that? Um, that always is such an interesting question, right? Like if your friends don't like the person you're with, like who do you who do you listen to? Like, uh, you know, they're like, they're bad for you. Like, do you stay in the relationship or do you listen to your friends? It's always, that's always a complicated choice, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, this is, we have a friend. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I don't feel bad telling the story, but I won't name him. <laughs> okay. Um, he, we'll call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Bob. He was in a relationship <laughs> and we, as his friends, uh, liked her and liked him, but together they were awful. Like they always seemed miserable. They always seemed to hate each other, but yet they were constantly talking about like their futures together, <laughs> like what it would be like if they got married. And we were all just like, what is so puzzled? <laughs> what is happening here? And they dated for about a year and um, he just, he was miserable the whole time. Like he was always like, I wish I could just hang out with the boys tonight Um, and it was just their personalities. They're both great people, but like their personalities didn't mesh and everyone was getting married around them. Um, like all of our friends were getting married. So I guess it was just pressure. I don't know, but their personalities didn't mesh. He was always like so miserable. And he goes, he, one day he's like, guys, I just couldn't do it anymore. I don't know why I broke up with her. Like, I know you guys are probably surprised. Like, I know I was with her for a year. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, whoa, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> no, I already, I already got the, like, reservations. Oh, for... that's such a bummer. <laughs> I was like, wedding venues. I was like, I was about time. You guys were awful together. And he goes, what? And I was like, yeah, it was every time being around you guys was a huge bummer. He's like, why did you, why did you tell me that? I was like, to be honest, dude. You were so miserable all the time. I thought your relationship was on the constant verge of breaking up. <laughs> like, I'm glad you were honest about it. I've had both. It's actually funny. Um, I, uh, it's a happy story in the end, but I had a similar situation of friends in college and great people both on their own. The probably one of the most like tumultuous couples together I've ever seen, especially on, on his end. And I really didn't like him. He started to turn into somebody I didn't like during that time. But then mm-hmm. as soon as they broke up, he, he went back to being the super wonderful person. And now he's married to one of my other friends who's coming on this trip. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and I couldn't think of two people who are more suited for each other in a marriage, like the couple that are together now. And nice. so it really can like totally depend on that balance. But I remember back when he was in that other relationship that we were like, what happened to you? Yeah. So yeah, some, sometimes it's, um, it can be really complicated with friends but when they, when you don't like their spouse. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just the thing. I remember we had to go on this two hour road trip and it was six of us and we had two cars and there were two couples and two single guys. And uh, one couple was these two and the other couple was another friend of ours who was a couple. And I was talking to the other single guy and he was like, so they're probably going to split us up. And one of them's going to go, one of us is going to go with this one couple. And one of us is going to go with the other. And I went, I'm not going with this one couple. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, what? I'm like, I cannot imagine anything more miserable <laughs> than spending two hours with them in the car. And he's like, yep. and he's like, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> so I went with totally, the other couple. Totally it was there. great. <laughs> Had a good time. 
good, good. Let them continue to fizzle out. <laughs> you know. So um, he knows who he is. I'm not naming his name. <laughs> he doesn't listen. So. Uh-huh. He'll never know. He'll never know. But you didn't dishonor him. <laughs> so yeah, it's when your friends don't like who you're with, it's it's complicated for the friends too. I've been in, I totally was with someone for a really long time. And this was a case I wish my friends would have spoken up because when we broke up, I had all, all of my friends were like, oh my gosh, we did not like him, especially together, you guys. And I was like, why did no one say anything (laughs) when it was going down south? I would have loved to know this, like this opinion at at that time. Our our friend said that exact same thing. He's like, why didn't you just tell me? And like I said, I was like, I honestly always thought I didn't need to like, yeah, that's what my friend said too. They were like, we thought you knew. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just don't assume you, you couldn't be happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Eric gets a lot more antagonistic after this, mm-hmm. this balcony fight. Yeah. Um, and starts basically just being like, she's a devil. She's a witch. And then, uh, goes to Mr. Feeney mm-hmm. for some help. Because Jack basically is like, you're just, you need my roommate. To, you're just my roommate. He's like, all I am to you is a name on your lease. Yeah. Like, that's what Eric says. Um, he goes to Ouch. Um, hear from Mr. Feeney, mm-hmm. get some sage advice. <laughs> to get some sage advice from Mr. Feeney, who uh, is giving out pocket thesauruses mm-hmm. for trick-or-treaters. And some candy, though. He's got both. <laughs> it's true. But that's an expensive... Like, well, because in previous years, or I guess the last Halloween episode was like three, no, season one. Yeah, season four one. years ago. No, so he was two. giving out rulers. Yeah. Just another um, teacher buying so own supplies. He has, <laughs> he's set himself up where everybody knows that's the house you don't go to. So he's like, I can just have a few. Oh, and that's yeah. all that I'll end up having. He's only got like five mm-hmm. bucket sources because. <laughs> Everyone knows he's a crappy house on this block. Uh-huh. Don't go there. You'll get a ruler. I love it. Nice. You grew up in Seattle, yes? Um, yeah. And I, well, and I grew up in a town outside of Seattle called Woodenville. So, um, but I didn't live directly in like a big neighborhood that did trick-or-treating, but I was like just a few houses down from one. So I grew up with like mad trick-or-treating. Okay. So, but I have not in LA, like, no one does that because there's not developments or things like that. So mm-hmm. you have to like leave Los Angeles or yeah. like go to certain areas. Uh, you have to go like all the way to Pasadena. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Orange County. I grew up in small towns and trick or treating was a big thing in small, mm-hmm. in small towns. Oh, yeah. It was one of my favorite nights of the year for sure. And I mean, your birthday, you must have loved Halloween. Epic, we didn't really epic do birthday birthdays parties. Much, but no, no, not really. It was it, my birthday is Halloween, but we never did birthday things very much. <laughs> Bummer. It's At least fun. you got candy on your birthday. It's true. True. Yeah. And if, now Halloween is fun, just because like I have my kids mm-hmm. and like they oh. have a really good time, and so it's like it's just a different side of it. Around like seeing them go up to the doors, and you have to be like, "What do you say?" Yeah. Or say thank you, and then just feeling like I'm helping them become like a well-adjusted person to like say thank you for things well just do you remember the houses like and it was always like one of those dads who had too much free time who would do like haunted houses in their garages and things did you guys ever have that i've heard of those i've never seen one yeah we never had one 
there was always like two or three of them every year. And like some people did them like through their houses too, but I'm talking elaborate setups, like a lot of black trash bags and things <laughs> and contraptions. And um, yeah, I definitely um, growing up, there were always like a few haunted houses like that uh, would, would people would set up. And I always thought they were way cooler than the haunted houses that radio stations set up. Oh, nice. I actually knew some guys in college who now own like their primary income is they own like five or six haunted houses in, um, in Oklahoma and Kansas. Hmm. And like, that's, they, they work real hard three months out of the year to get ready for the haunted house. And they just own warehouses. They set up these elaborate haunted Mm -hmm. houses. They make like a million dollars, split it between the five of them. And like, that's their yearly income. Wow. That's wild. I mean, it's very creative and it's hard to do. So I could, I could see yeah. that. People want it. Like, yeah, people are going to go for it. And they, they don't charge exorbitant prices. I think it's like five, five or $10 a kid, but so many kids come and yeah, they've got like five or six of them. And, mm-hmm. and that's, do you guys um have cornfields by you? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to haunted houses and like the cornfields? I went to a haunted cornfield maze this year. I have not. I don't go for being scared. I did do a haunted house in college and it was the worst experience of my life. Really? Yeah. I I think my soul left my body in the one in the cornfield. That was by far one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. I have no flight response when I am startled. Like, I just don't, I, I don't know what it is. It's probably because of all the trauma in my background, <laughs> but like, <laughs> he just punches. Yeah. If I react at all, which most of the time I don't react to any kind of jump scare, or any kind of like ambiance of scariness. But if I do, it is generally a violent reaction. <laughs> so oh, really, <laughs> I try to avoid things like that for the sake of the actor. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I probably am one of the weirdest people to go through them because in LA, right, we have Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, which is fantastic because the actors are over the top and mm-hmm. it's like basically a billion haunted houses um, across like Universal Studios. And, um, but I, my reaction is I become like a customer service person where I'm just like, Oh, hello. Hi. Yep. Oh, good to see you. Someone will be like, come out and they're like, wow. And I'm like, Oh, hello, sir. And I just keep walking. I don't know what it is. I just become like very like numb inside. I, just, I was talking oh, to someone you. once, like, since I don't react to scariness, I was like, what if I like critically rated them? Like, Oh, <laughs> see what you did here was really good, but where you could improve it. He goes through with the clipboard and like someone jumps. You're like, interesting. Interesting. You'll be getting my remarks at the end of my time. You could just like, even give them like a, like a star rating, like, Oh, oh uh, three out of five. <laughs> what's your, what's your uh, badge number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very professional. Very Ooh, I love your makeup. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love Halloween. I love dressing up for it and doing. I was Bob Ross this past year. Ooh, fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, but I had like my my wig was like a little bit floofier. So I was like 70s disco Bob Ross. <laughs> nice. 
but I just carried around a paintbrush at the party I went to. I just had a paintbrush with me and everyone would be like, Bob Ross. And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd like paint on them and be like, Ooh, (laughs) everyone. (laughs) It's really about the props. Yeah. With Halloween, the, the props is what makes the outfit. Oh, love it. I never dress up for Halloween. I did this year and I was a random Pokemon that no one has ever heard of because that's what my girlfriend's five-year-old wanted me to be. Oh, that's so sweet, though. Did you have to make it? Yeah, we made it. We all three of us were Pokemon and we made our, made our own costumes. I'll send my you mom a was. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would love to see that. My mom was so extra for Halloween when I was a kid. She would she couldn't sew really well and she I could be whatever I want to be. So one year I was a squirrel. One year I was the Easter bunny. <laughs> And then one year she didn't have time. So she let me pick him out, out of one of those magazines. And it's really quite an inappropriate costume for a child. Cause I was like six, but I was Scarlett O'Hara. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just liked the big hoop skirt, I guess. But yeah. So yeah, I, I had some interesting, I, the Easter bunny was by far or squirrel. I think were by far two of my oddest, oddest choices. Oh, yeah, my mom would always make my costumes. And the only one I can really remember is I was Aladdin. But it was like oh. Prince Ali Aladdin. So oh. it was like the white with the big Ooh, turban wow. and like the cape. Now we have to post that picture on our social media. Yeah, I'll have to find it. I'll need you to find it. It's cute. Yeah. And my yeah. best friend at the time, she was Jasmine. So it was like, every- oh, we were one year we were Pebbles and Bam Bam from uh, oh, Flintstones. So yeah, I'll have, to- I'll, see- I'll have to see if I can find those. Or if my parents can find them. You know, too, like with girls, there becomes like a time when like all the costumes become start becoming like the quote unquote sexy version of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like begging my mom one year for like this nurse's outfit. And it wasn't really like that scandalous. It was just kind of short. <laughs> but she made me wear like bright green leggings <laughs> underneath my little like nurse outfit, <laughs> which was too big for me anyways. But um, I, I remember being uh, mad about having to wear the leggings under it. But uh, yeah, I, that's why I, wa- I was Bob Ross last year. I want I want to bring back like costumes for women that aren't like the yeah, quote unquote okay. sexy version every time. Yeah, they like, should just like Britta be fun. And community. It's like for Halloween, like she's a squirrel. Mm-hmm. She's like a dinosaur. Yeah. She's a ham. One year, she's like just you can like, still look pretty. You just don't have to be, you know. What does it mean, girls? It's the one day a year that you can dress like a slut or whatever. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I'm a mouse. <laughs> yeah, I like creative costumes anyway. Like, mm-hmm. be something fun. Yeah. Both my sons were Spider Man this year. So I also dressed up as like Peter B. Parker from Spider Verse, like the fat oh. one Spider Man. Yeah. You've done that costume two years in a row. Uh, that, was, that was a couple years ago, but I just had it. So. Just go for it. I was um, like right after Frozen came out, I dressed up like, and I went like hardcore um, with the outfit, but I went as Elsa to my niece's like Halloween get together with all her little friends. And of course there, there were a couple little Elsas, but I, I did it so well that a couple of them thought I was Elsa. And one of them was like asking my niece to like, how did you get Elsa here? And one girl came up and whispered and she goes, are you really Elsa? And I was like, yeah, don't tell. <laughs> and I just had never been more fulfilled in my life than in that moment. <laughs> That's funny. My girlfriend's five-year-old when, when he was four, so last year, but when he 
we, we took him to like a harvest festival and there was an Elsa there and he like stopped in his tracks and he was like, <laughs> and, and she was like, what's, what's wrong? And he's like, Elsa's here. And he was like oh. starstruck. And it, she kept asking like, do you want to go meet her? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the magic of childhood. You don't just go the meet loyalty. <laughs> yeah. You have to be invited into their presence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My Feeny's not great best. with handing out stuff uh, for Halloween. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, how did we get here? Yeah. Like, well, I was going to say about Mr. Feeny, and maybe like the reason why they had actually the Cory and Topanga part in this episode was that they both call Mr. Feeney for mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. So he's like the wise old grandpa. Yeah. That's who they go to. It's not like, dad, can you help me out? Because <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. not going to be very useful. But it's like yeah. Mr. Feeney. Um, yeah. But Eric goes and like, he's just explaining the situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just, uh, oh, just throwing it out there. If I ever got a pocket thesaurus for uh, Halloween, I would be thrilled. I love thesaurus. Is thesauruses thesaurus? I mean, I'm a writer. I would probably like it too. I probably would put it in my purse. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Let me think of another word to describe how I feel. Thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> pop it out. Uh-huh. But he's saying, like, she's a witch. She talks to the devil. And in between her and the doorway to hell, like that's where I am. Yeah, I'm in between her and the door to hell. Like, what do I do? Yeah, he's like, you probably heard the story a million times. <laughs> Tales old as time. Um, and Feeney gives some platitude about like a true friend. Uh-huh. And he's like, you didn't even break a sweat on this. <laughs> he's like, yes, yes. I, I mean, that's that's the whole Feeney thing is like mm-hmm. a platitude about true friendship and um, it's just classic Feeney. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of phoning it in, Feeney, honestly. Uh-huh. And then breaking a sweat. And then Corey gets called by Corey. Yeah. But we already we already, we covered already talked that. about that. We're not we're not coming back to that. <laughs> we got we got it out of the way for we'll a reason. That. Yeah. <laughs> um and then uh they're getting re- they're moving Millie in next. Mm-hmm. Well that had already happened. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about it. No. Then. And uh Eric leaves. Um <laughs> at first he's like, Jack, she's a witch. And she's like, no, she's not. And she brings in a cauldron. He's like, she has a cauldron. <laughs> she's like, it's Halloween. It's what the, it's what you do. Yeah. And Eric, uh, or not Eric. Oh yeah, Eric leaves, and he goes up to Sean. And he's like, can you believe he thinks Millie's a witch? And Sean's she's like, like, she's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure her whole room is a coven. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, he's like, I like hanging out with the coven. Mm-hmm. Sean is just into it. <laughs> um, and he like listens to the box and he's like, something breathing in this one. And the, the girl which behind him just gives him a, like a flirty smile. Mm-hmm. She yeah. knows what she's doing. She does. And it's just, I like Sean. Uh-huh. He's, he's having fun. Yeah, he's just having fun with the whole thing. Um, yeah, but then it's the night of the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And it is very like spooky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everyone's I, in their shrouds. Or I was cloaks. just going to say, Millie bewitches <laughs> Jack into having a party. Uh-huh. She, yeah, like, that's true. I, I guess we're supposed to believe hypnotized him. Yeah, she, she bewitches him. Yeah, they kind of implied the hypnosis, but yeah, bewitched. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess like 
you can either read it as a girl kissed me, I'll do whatever you want, or mm-hmm. hypnosis. <laughs> Six of one, half dozen of the other. Um, what is it like the 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 doe eyes, the bambi eyes? Like, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want. She's gonna do it. But it's the party, and there's a lot of witches here now. Yes. And they're all in their cloaks and they're going, ooh. <laughs> That's what that's what you do, I guess. And Jack is so confused. He's like, "This isn't the kind of party I thought we were." Having. Mm-hmm. Sean comes out wearing his shroud. He's like, "Mine's a little snug. Does anyone want to trade a medium for a large?" Yeah, yeah. I, I love Sean in this scene. He's just like, "Okay, okay, on three, one, two, three. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed it as well. There's some trick or treaters at the door. And Millie's like passing out candy. And then she's like, there's a girl that's a witch. She's like, you don't get any because you mock us. Yeah. It sounds like that. Oh, yeah. The voice. Comes voice. Out. Yeah. She uses the scary voice there and she uses it on Jack. When Jack's like, Should we, is this kind of weird? And she's like, no, it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that. I don't uh-huh. remember exactly what she said. But then they take Jack and Sean and tie them to the balcony. And she's After like, Jack tries to break up with her, though. So uh-huh. She's not taking them for an answer no. now. She's like, I am Ushkar, Queen of Malevolence, the daughter of evil. <laughs> um, and she explains that there's a, on this special night, a star <laughs> lines up right with this balcony and with yeah. the crystal of death that they raise the curtain. <laughs> and it's this very elaborate prop. <laughs> like they blew their whole props budget oh, on crystal. that crystal. Um, yep. They don't line up and they have to sacrifice a hunter. Yes. And two hunters is even better. But when so, they yeah, Jack and mm-hmm. Sean Hunter. Mm-hmm. When they get destroyed, they're basically giving immortality. Yes. And they're like, and no one's here to help you. And Eric's like, think again. <laughs> <laughs> I just every time someone mentions immortality, I just or and wanting it, I'm like, oh, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It really like, I don't want to be alive forever. Like especially if I'm like, the only one. Yeah, like, and and everybody you know is gone, but then you have to do it all over again and bond mm-hmm. with people. <laughs> you just keep mm-hmm. doing that. I'm like, sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but Eric is like, well, when I left last night, I went to the bookstore and I picked this up. And he holds up a book and she's Bridges like, the bridge of Madison County. It's like, hold on. <clears throat> Witchcraft for dum-dums. Witchcraft for dum-dums. And he's like, and I think in here on this page, there's a counter spell. He's like trying to look for it, but he's standing right in the way of the crystal and it like <laughs> zaps him in the booty a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, How are you not dead? And he's like, Sunscreen, SPF 45. Some zinc oxide <laughs> on my tushy. <laughs> little zinc oxide. You know, I think um, I, was, I was just thinking about because back in the 90s, like people really did buy those for dummy books uh-huh, all the yeah, time and get them gifts and things. And I feel like Google probably like ruined their business. Like, they, uh-huh. they don't I've, make those anymore. I'm guessing they do. Actually, I they do in lots of bookstores in my life, and oh. as of three years ago, they were still they're still pretty hot commodities. That's interesting. I was, I mean, I guess I would buy one for somebody as like a, like a novelty gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, they're apparently very informative. Like, like legitimately oh. informative. Um, That's why it, he was able to fix things, you know, with the spell. Um, (laughs) mostly electronic ones exist these days there's not a lot of like although there is like Disney travel for dum-dums that's a big seller I feel like that Um, would be very useful but also I feel like it would update yeah, like little niche the things. The, the for dummies books come out every just about every year. Okay, and really? um, but wow. the 
the highest sellers are definitely to the elderly and they are definitely like windows 10 for dummies uh like iphone for dummies and you always have to ask like which iphone do you have and they're like there's more than one kind (laughs) it's actually really sweet (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's not a ton I can remember um, one of my favorite sections was the tarot section, just because of all of the weird kinds of tarot decks there are, like Serene Dogs tarot, (laughs) anime tarot, video game tarot. Um, But one of it was one of my favorite sections. But there was a tarot for dum dums or dummies. Dum dums is the show. Dum dums is real life. Oh, people Uh-oh. in LA love tarot readings. <laughs> they love it and like learning how to do it. I'm not super into it, but I my belief is like if if it if you think it works, then it works yeah. for you. you can, but that doesn't mean it works for me. So like I'll I'll partake for fun. Huh? <laughs> I said the human brain can justify just about anything. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like I'll partake for fun for friends who like it and it can be interesting. But um but man, it's I'm a little worn out on it because of people in Los Angeles love her. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grinding on it if you love it. Cause yeah. like I said, if you believe it, it works for you. I just need a tarot break. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my cards read too many times. <laughs> uh, far too satanic for people in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. LA's yeah. They're like the exact opposite markets for tarot it's cards. True. Probably. <laughs> it's true. Here it's they're bought more like by edgy teens rebelling, uh-huh. right? That's who the tarot I, readers are here. I remember thinking, like when I was a teenager, the kids who bought Ouija boards were like real so. bad kids. Mm-hmm. Those kids, <laughs> oh, they're gonna, they're gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So Eric blocks the the tail of Satan, uh-huh. and- <laughs> a little sunscreen. And then they just like, well, I guess that's it. Pack it up, ladies. <laughs> yeah, they're not even mad. Try next like, time. No, they the really take sacrifice. it well. Yeah. I think to your point, Lainey, like her going away, she's not mad or anything. She's just like, we would have been great together. I mean, she's saying you would have been the like perfect you sacrifice. Been, you'd have been dead. But for their <laughs> metaphor, it's like, if you had only really known me, like mm-hmm. we could have been great. We could have gone the distance because you would have made me immortal. Yeah. And then I could go the distance. Yeah. Like legitimately the distance. She would have been immortal and he would have just been a soul or a ghost, right? And they would have, you know, lived yeah. happily ever after. <laughs> I do want to point out, just because uh I think it's very funny. When Eric is talking to Mr. Feeney, he says, It's Halloween, the only holiday where it brings it really people brings together. People together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah does halloween bring people together sure i mean i guess a little bit because you know people dress up and it's kind of about i guess acceptance in a lot of ways it's <laughs> like a being an individual holiday. yeah you could make the argument <laughs> yeah we could make the argument because it's not i mean i it i guess it is religious based but in the sense like you know you, it's for for everybody in some yeah. ways mm-hmm. everyone can go have fun the ama- yeah, the Americanized version is what I did learn um, last Halloween because um, I was working with a bunch of people at the time who were in the UK and we were talking about Halloween and I was like, well, what do you guys like dress up as? And they're like, oh, here we only dress up as things that are Halloween related. 
Like we know in America, you can be whatever, but here we're only like ghosts, witches, black cats, pumpkins. Mm. And I was like, no way. So I guess that's actually, and then I did some research that's super common in other mm-hmm. parts of Europe too, is like Halloween, like, it, cause it's kind of picking up more over there, but they just are like Halloween's things. They're not in yeah, costume like where we're like, I'm going to be a doctor today. <laughs> like, uh-huh. They don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek uniforms, Spider-Man, probably not going to fly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, here, here we're, we're everything. <laughs> I always remember that episode of the office where it's when Pam is in New York city and she's working at corporate and it's Halloween. And at their, when they're um, at Scranton, they all dress up for Halloween. And so she just assumed that everybody at the like corporate office dresses up, but she's the only one. And she dressed up as Charlie Chaplin. So she's like very, uh, like very specific look. And she's like, I can't even take my hat off because then she's like painted on this mustache. And she oh, looks, no. She's like, no, because I take my hat off, I'm Hitler. So I just, <laughs> no. like, I'm the only one dressed up. Everyone else is just like in normal clothes. I'm just got to be Charlie Chaplin today. Got to stick with the, the choices you made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Um, and then the callback to that, Eric saying that, and the reason I brought it up is, uh, Eric's like, hey, let's go hit some other Halloween parties, meet some new girls. And Jack's like, you'll still be my friend after all this? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Doesn't even make a big deal out of it. Doesn't want Jack to be grateful. Mm-hmm. He's not like, I told you so. Yeah. He's just like, we're back We're back to it. Yeah, we're back to being friends. And then Sean, who is still tied up, is like, Halloween, bringing people together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just leave him there. You know, that actually is like such an important lesson, though, because people you if you do something nice for people to see that you did something nice you did not do something nice yeah <laughs> you know you shouldn't do something nice just because you want people to be grateful or like if you give someone a gift like you shouldn't give a gift because you're expecting a gift like you you really only do kind things because you know it's the right thing to do or to be kind mm-hmm. and i think that's exactly it like because you're right like he's like well you don't want me to like kiss the ring (laughs) and he's like no man you're my friend like that's real that's real friendship when you have you know people in your life you know and when you have community you just do good things Mm -hmm. yeah do good things i it is an important lesson to learn all of you out there you are not owed anything for doing something kind no (laughs) not at all it looks like eric's learned it well he already knew it yeah he didn't have to learn jack learned it yeah and then we cut to the end where Eric is cuddling someone on the balcony and she says, I love your balcony. And it is revealed to be Sabrina, the uh-huh. teenage witch. Uh, yes, Melissa Joan Hart herself. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, <laughs> what, what do you think about that star? And she's like, is that the name of the, 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 the guy in his underwear over there? Yeah. And he's like, okay, it's just, there was a witch thing. And she's like, what's wrong with that? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Sean's a frog. Yeah, Sean's just a frog. I don't know. I, I don't understand why Sean's a frog. I yeah. think that's a bewitched reference. Um, I can't remember oh, yeah. exactly, but there's something I, I can't remember if it's turning people into frogs exactly or like turning them into animals mm-hmm. specifically. I think that's like a thing. I am pretty sure that Darren gets turned into animals by his mother in law a lot. In right? The, in yeah. The show. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think that's what it was referring to. And Sean again just is like, ah, the beauty of Halloween. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's a great episode. It doesn't give us a ton to talk about, but... But we certainly talked about. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a great conversation. Um, what are our ratings, Cameron? I gave it a nine. A nine? Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I feel like this is the first, like, really good episode of the season. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. All right. I could have done without the Cory and Topanga of it all. But it was so minor. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Lainey? Yeah, I'm going to say a nine, too. Because, honestly, and the only point off, off of it is the kind of, like, odd Cory and Topanga storyline. Other than that, it was really fun. I loved the crossover with Bewitched. It was super cammy. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that yeah, Eric was able to kind of redeem himself and show complexity and character and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I'm probably going to give it an eye as well. I liked it a lot. Um, it's got DJ Tanner in it. It's got Sabrina the Teenage Witch in it. Those are both exciting things. Mm-hmm. So you seem surprised that I gave it a nine, and then you gave it one also. Yeah. <laughs> or did we change your mind? Yeah, I think you guys changed my <clears throat> mind. The power of friendship. Because I was like, because yep. I was thinking kind of a, kind of an eight or seven point five. I'm like, but what am I taking off for? Like, mm-hmm. what is what, what are what are my problems? And it's like I don't hate the Korean Topanga thing. I just don't know why it's in there. Don't love the campus escort mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not perfect. I'm not gonna give it a ten, but it's a good episode. Yeah. 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 I'd say. Yeah. I, I still I stand by the nine. <laughs> so nines all around. Highest rated of the season so far. Yeah, it's it's been a weird start to the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We even got to pick up them. We even got called you know out on Twitter for uh, being a little negative. Ooh. <laughs> you know um, what I would say about the like assault question um, joke is I probably would have deducted far more of it if it was a joke made now. Yes. in something. But because that was like socially accepted at the time, I can't really frown on it too much for them that, at that time. But it still gets it still counts in my deduction. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things. Yeah, we're like those jokes that were acceptable at the time, like boys will be boys kind of a thing. That doesn't fly no more. Yeah. <laughs> but, Nor should it. We need a Gillette I, commercial. No. straight. <laughs> but I think it's important to like um, to sometimes recognize and see like with things older shows and stuff like that to see how times have changed so yeah and the understanding of rape culture was not nearly as prevalent so like mm-hmm. i don't even know that eric himself would have thought that was a rape joke so much as like right it's a gonna heckling just, joke or it's gonna hit on all the women yeah yeah he's just a nuisance <laughs> <laughs> i bug, bug him long enough someone will yeah. go out with me so, but yeah, so um, we all gave it a nine. Who's our MVP? I said Eric, because I feel like that this is his story. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just really funny all throughout that one moment, notwithstanding. Um, but it's like no one else really like steals the show mm-hmm. in the same way as Eric. Yeah, Eric, his jokes are on point besides besides the assault one. All the other ones are <laughs> really quick. And the, the New York joke, I really loved. <laughs> I really that did. so tough. That sounds so tough. <laughs> uh, I can't believe Dexter is not her MVP. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, Rosemary. I don't know. F- Feeney could have, he's a runner up MVP. <laughs> See, Sean is my runner up. Yeah, Sean, he's so funny in all he's three just of the scenes. Having such a good time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sean is my runner-up, but I think 
the story does not happen without Eric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he is the most valuable. Yeah. Okay. And now we have a problem. We do have a problem with the name. We have a problem with the name because we have made it a rule for ourselves that the boy who meets is Corey. And Corey meets nothing. <laughs> yeah. Following that, following that naming convention, I just said boy meets budget airlines. Yeah, but which, I mean that's not what the episode is. No. So, are we going to break that consistency and allow ourselves names outside of Corey just this one time? Because this is probably the least featured Corey has ever been in an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? I'm fine either way. See, I think it's fun to do that because yeah, I know you've watched Bluey. Are you familiar with Bluey? It's like a children's Bluey? show. Uh-huh. No, no, but <clears throat> it's about this family of dogs and like the older sister's named Bluey. But in season two, there's an episode where the whole episode's about her younger sister, mm. Bingo. And so like in the opening credits, always it introduces the characters and the last one is Bluey and does her thing. And in this one, they, they flipped it even in the credits and introduced Bluey first and then Bingo. And then everything like changed to orange instead of blue. And mm-hmm. it's like a whole thing. So it's kind of fun if it was just like other boy. What we could do brother oh. meets. Yeah, our brother meets. Something like that. Just kind of I, switch up the expectation. I, I like I like that. Brother meets. <laughs> so it so our, our naming convention this time is going to be brother meets. What does brother meet? El Diablo. Brother meets El Diablo <laughs> is very good. What's so oh. I was just gonna say, what's yours? So Okay. So I like Brother Meets because I was trying to play with this word in there somewhere but brother meets sisterhood (laughs) yes yes i like that yeah i that's better than anything i would have come up with i was gonna say (laughs) he doesn't actually meet el diablo no he doesn't (laughs) brother meets sisterhood i love it title in the printing mint it it Um, for for a non um like uh meets title i i was thinking the coven and the council (laughs) (laughs) Love <laughs> we were talking about earlier so I thought, like, the that may be the episode the, of the, the title of this episode boys meet <laughs> council um yeah well we did it we did we did it how how was the second time are you bored it yet? was fun <laughs> no no i enjoy it i um no i thought i think i felt a little less awkward this time around <laughs> so that's good yeah good um well we love having how'd you i do on. You didn't did seem awkward did either okay. time. Yeah, you did great. No, okay. Great. All right. Good. We loved having you. Um, oh. Real quick, we've got a few comments on our Twitter. Oh. Um, the first one is just that I've been doing, um, trying to do once a week, but boy meets boys meet Wordle. Um, and I've been putting a Wordle on uh, Twitter. And Mandy Do got it in two tries. Um this uh, this week uh the the answer was plain makes sense because yeah i was trying to make it related to the episode so um mandy do got it in two tries way to go i've never gotten i've never got the wordle in two um and let's see do you do the wordle are you a wordler no (laughs) i don't even know what a wordle is (laughs) oh it's this really popular like it's a game you can play once a day and you can only you're only allowed to play it once a day and it's basically like guess the five letter word. But then when you oh. guess a five letter word, 
they'll tell you like what letters aren't in the word, what episode, what letters are in the word in the wrong place and what letters, letters are aren't in the word. So you have six tries okay. to try to guess what the word, what the is. word is just like through the process of elimination of like saying, so is like you say a Twitter? word and it'll say like, um, it's just a website. Yeah. You just, okay. I, I think it's just wordle.com. Yeah. Or, yeah. Powered language. I think but maybe you just Google wordle. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Oh, interesting. First things that pop up. Yeah. It's just, it's just a fun like word game. If you can. Yeah. I love puzzle games like that. So. And you can only play it once a day. Like, yeah, there's okay. just one word for a 24 hour period. And so. everyone is guessing it. So don't spoil it on Twitter. Like I almost did. <laughs> there's a general okay. understanding. Yeah. You don't say what the word is on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so Mandy do got that in two tries. Way to go. Um, agent uh, at agent Silva um, is calling us out for being negative on the last few episodes. Um, saying that they actually enjoy the episode uh, and love the interactions with Jack, Eric, and the Dean um, and is looking forward to when they create their own fraternity. Um, Sorry. Yeah, we bashed that episode too. Um, the Jack and Eric stuff was not working for us until this episode. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's trying to do anything. Yeah, they're, um, they're clicking now. Yeah, this clicks, At least with us. this clicks a lot better for us. I just don't know what, they're like, what their goal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the other episodes but this one they're trying to tell a really heartfelt story about friendship and and things of that nature so um i dig it hi-fi mike who we were on their podcast not too long ago he sent us a lot (laughs) he he sent us one that i really wanted to read um he said we should do a community podcast because he really wants a community boy meets world uh crossover episode um so maybe we can do that and he is also very fond of our yeasty boys segment mm-hmm. um, which we're not doing we this do week. It today we're not going to do it this week but we'll it'll be back we started talking yeasty about boys? bread um oh. just good bread yeah i i had some I, really unique bread at a bakery we talked about it and then we just made a, a segment we up. just made a segment where we talk about oh my gosh i could talk about bread with you all day that's my favorite food yeah it's so <laughs> of good all time like <laughs> have you had I know good it's... bread lately oh Gosh. Um, yes, I, I did. Where was I? I was at a restaurant. Oh, when I was in Denmark, um, there's this really, there's one like really, really fancy hotel and I didn't stay there, but I went there for lunch one day and I just had tomato soup. Cause again, I couldn't like afford half the menu, but they brought some bread out with it. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God, this is, this is some of the best bread I've ever had. And that's the best bread always is like when you least expect it Mm -hmm. and was like right out of an oven and the butter for some reason is just perfect with it it's toasty Mm. on the outside it's still like moist on the inside yeah that was good it was definitely just some sort of little like french dinner loaf kind of thing but it was crusty oh um the hotel is called um the dangleterre the dangleterre okay it's just like the little I'm ever yeah, cafe. Ever in Denmark. <laughs> yep. If you're ever in <laughs> Copenhagen, go to the Hotel d'Angleterre for their for their bread. Oh, um, the bread alone. It's beautiful. The food is good. It's got great food. So if you like rye bread. Very yeasty boy. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. No sleep till Bobka. <laughs> no sleep till Bobka. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> we've I decided that the, just... uh, the, the the series ends when we've had Bobka. <laughs> uh-huh. We've never had Bobka before. <laughs> um nice. 
So yeah. There's a bagel, there's a bagel place in LA called Yeasty Boys too. Oh, is there? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've never uh, been. Oh, it's just right but... there. I didn't I didn't feel <laughs> yeah. like it was a super creative thing on my part. Nah. I've never been there, but I hear I, I hear it's good bagels. Now that I think about it more, I probably took it from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm not super sure because um, one of the characters on there is a foodie and is always talking about food. And I feel like that is a joke you would make. Mm-hmm. Uh, like real real quick, just to, just to finish out the, the listener mail segment. Um, I'm not going to read any one thing he's talked about, but he, Philip Boone has been talking with our podcast a lot lately about Gilmore Girls and in reference to the deconstruction episode. Uh-huh. It's been a good conversation. So thank you, Philip. Yeah. I just want to. It's a longtime fan. Yep. Philip's been with us for a long time. Um, randomly found us, but is went to the same college uh-huh. we did around the same time. Yeah, around the did. same time, just never interacted. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he randomly found us and the rest is history. Yep. Nice. So sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to get that before I, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> now, like I said, we could talk about bread all day. So you know, <laughs> we might have to divert us back. <laughs> if you ever just come across some great bread, We'll we'll zoom you in real quick for just a yeasty boy segment. <laughs> oh, perfect! I'll just start sending you photos of good bread. Yes, please do. <laughs> Here's some I bread. do love bread. My um, mom even got me a bread machine for Christmas because I like bread so much. <laughs> it's my dream to have a bread machine that's just constantly making like mm-hmm. fresh bread. We had one growing up, and it was really good. Yeah, we had one. I remember having one growing up, and. I'll say this about the bread machine. I don't know if I'll like, like it for cooking the bread in it, because I don't know if I like the way it crisps it so much, but you can use it for the whole like kneading process. Cause like when you make really good bread, it takes like all day because mm-hmm. you have to have it at room temperature. And then like every 45 minutes you have to like work it. Mm-hmm. So that's exhausting. So maybe I can use it for that whole process. And then I can like form nice loaves out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Like got in Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you machine. can make pizza dough. You can make pizza dough in it. Oh nice. Ooh. I you love know. a good homemade pizza crust. Yeah. Me too. I'm here for it. Well, that's all yeah. I've got. Well, Lainey, where can people find oh, yeah. you yeah, yeah, before yeah. we before we go? Yes, absolutely. You can find me at Lainey Christensen on TikTok, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. Um Come chit chat with me. Please come and see the new TikTok content. If you have any uh, any fun dating advice questions, I'm here for you and I do my best job um, that I can um, and any of the other fun topics we like to talk about on there. But um, thank you again for having me, guys. It was so much fun. I always oh, love getting really to talk. Great time. We love having you. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you will come on again. Yes, and I'll make sure to bring more bread-related uh, topics. Yes, of course. <laughs> Score. And we want to say thanks to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. Mm-hmm. So you can find the link in the episode's description with all, like, to the video that that comes from. And from there, find all of his other wonderful stuff. You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram at BG World Fever, Or send us an email to bgworldfever at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably read it on the show. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. That's true. Um, but that's all from us here. So if there's nothing else, yeah. So long world. So long world. When the storm is world.